Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning to all. As we have approached the 12th month of this God-forsaken year, which means 30 days and out. Yeah, buddy. So, in lieu of what today is, December 1st, I will say, 2020, I am putting you on 30 days notice. Get the hell out of my life. Yeah, buddy. And today, we're going to celebrate it like a bunch of badass monsters. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo right here on Sirius XM 145, the historic, like our buddies from Eliminate Your Limits say all the time, the historic Slam Radio. I used to annoy me when he said that at first, and then it dawned on me. He's never said a greater truth, Frank Fernandez. Good morning to you, sir. Morning to you, amigo. He has never said a bigger truth. This, we break all rules and all barriers. Yesterday, a state senator interrupted regular programming to jump on the air. What's beautiful about Senator Garcia jumping on the air is that she's a longtime South Florida journalist. We've seen her on TV. She worked on Mad Dog Manager's show when he was on 610 WIOD, as well as Rick and Suds. She can teach me about the business. She walked in here, wasn't going to do it. I said, love for you to talk to the kids. Sat in my chair, didn't say a word. I said, go turn on the mic now. She didn't even know she was on. Then we broke in. And and is it Emmy award-winning content? No. Is it the stuff G's are made of? You're damn right it is. And that's why we roll the way we roll. So today in studio, during the 8 o'clock hour, as you can tell if you're watching me on video, nobody does. I would listen to me. I wouldn't watch me. Although lately, the fit's been real. And in lieu of my man, Yuli Diaz, Yuli Monster, the bare knuckles champion, in my opinion, of the universe, quickest knockout ever, not just a friend of the station, not just a friend of the program, not just a friend of Slam's, but he is our brother, Frank. We love that guy. Yeah. Seriously love him. I don't quickly take to people that way often. And what is him and, and Jenny Valdez are two people that you get the connection and you feel it and it's real and that's my dude. So he's jumping on with us. He's going to come in for a little while. And he said he was going to get dressed up for the occasion. So so did I, Frank. You look FTD, brother. I'm afraid to ask what FTD means because that's a florist. Fresh to death. Like that, huh? Yeah. You like my shoes, right? Because I really went, I went the new stuff here. Like I went with the new drippy fit, right? So I've got everything matching. And then I got, I got what are they called? Air Force Ones? Oh, uh, yeah, Air Force Ones. So like I got, they say the drip going. Mm-hmm. Compliments to the chef, which is my daughter who picked this out for me. Because there's no way I could pull this one off. No way. So... December's on notice. I mean, 2020's on notice. We said 30 days in, we could start saying the actual year, like in hindsight. You know, like at one point, we just started saying Trump's name. It didn't matter anymore. It was Fair enough, hindsight, yeah. Right? True. So I don't have a problem anymore saying this godforsaken year, but only because it's about to be in my rearview mirror. So you're not worried about 2021 at all? <sighs> yeah, of course I am. Oh, okay. But it can't be any worse than 2020, you, Frank. You make it sound like everything's just going to go it away. If, if it's worse than 2020... Holy Toledo. No, there's no, 2020 set a different bar. 2020 set the bar. What? I've never in my life seen something like what 2020 was. Never. In the history of my life, I've never seen that. Yeah. 
Who experiences what we've experienced in the last 11, 12 months? It, Who does it's that? It's pretty crazy. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. It's Every time we hear different news, I'm just like, upside oh, okay. down. Now what? Oh, now what? Oh, it's now upside what? down. Who gets it? Who understands it? I, 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 I'm just glad it's December for crying out loud. The hell with well, ooh, the holidays. Holidays are cool. It'll be a diversion. Looking forward to those. You know what I'm looking forward to, Frank? This entire week. I, I realized when I put this on this morning that I'm going to be getting dressed up again this week. Yeah, it's a busy week. Well, tomorrow I, I got to look nice. We have some visitors. Yesterday we had visitors and I looked nice. But brother, have you forgotten what Thursday is? I must have. What's Thursday? Thursday's our two-year anniversary, Frank. Oh, wow. I did forget what Thursday was. Thursday's our two-year anniversary. That's pretty crazy. And bet your bottom dollar we are going to do a little something. We are going. I mean, Hannah will be in studio, right? Um, we're, we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it a little bit of a party. We wanted to do something special this year. And thanks to God forsaken 2020, we weren't able to. We were going to do a 24-hour on-air marathon to raise money for Slam Radio. And on this mic was going to be Pitt, DJ Laz, as many stars as we could get on here. Give us 30 minutes at a time and talk about what they see and just talk about the program and talk about funny things and do their versions of their shows. Everyone was going to be invited. We were so excited about it. We were planning it months out. Same way we planned that damn Vision 2020. It's been a catastrophe of a year. But, you know when you, well, I've never surfed before, but you surf and you get in that and it's a big wave and it's about to swallow you up, but you're in that little tunnel that if you can just get out of the nick of time, you know, you rode the wave and you got out of danger. Like, I feel like we're in that phase. We, all of us, are in that phase. You're being very optimistic. I am. I mean, I'm concerned about January 20th and whatever the hell Trump has up his sleeve. It is just it's bordered on a catastrophic year. The only highlights were that the Heat made it to the finals of their respective championship. Yeah, buddy. Right? That's about it. After that, what in the world? What did we say was so great? We went. Radio Row. Radio Row. We went Good Morning America. Right. We went Super Bowl. Okay, but that, after that, it was not it. The hell, it didn't matter. So I figured if I'm going to have a monster in the studio, my drip is going to be real today. Look. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Look at that right there, dog. That's how we roll on Slam Radio. If it's going to be like this this week, then that's how I roll right there. You're my boy. Thank you. You see that, Frank? The drip is real, right? The drip is real. So you got to say this is, this is for Yuli. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be very impressed when he walks you, in. You like my Nike socks and everything? Look at that, bro. Oh, this guy is fresh to death Look today. at that, bro. Boy. I just, but I got to pass the high school test. Like, if the kid, like when the kid's not, I know I got it right. You're getting nods and you're getting, I think, Look at that. posts. Woo! So I am dressed up for the occasion. So you know what else, Frank, is you can see the lights are on. You see the lights are on? Yeah, the lights are always on. No, 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 not, not the DJ lights. They're not oh, always on. Oh, those lights. Those lights. Those lights. So when they turn on, you know what that sort of means, right? Oh, yeah. But there's going to be activity there. There's gonna, activity. Activity is a good, a good, uh... Was it a good noun for that? Right. Or a verb. Verb. Oh, we like, we've been talking a lot about verbs, you and I, lately. So, but, but, 
Yes. So an action is going to happen in that area, and I predict it'll be in this hour. That's a pretty good prediction. This is a pretty good. Like, I've got to be happy about the fact that Yuli D, as Yuli Monster, is coming in studio. I want to see his drip. That's why I'm dressed up, kid. Oh, he's going to come in with drip. He's coming drippy. And so what I did was I didn't over drip because I want him to out drip me. I, I even told him, I said, look, are you, I'm going to the closet wearing something nice. He goes, okay, then I got to get something. Like, I want him to out drip me. It's the point. Because you see, this whole thing, there's always a hype man, right? Always. So you got the big guy and the little guy, yeah, yeah. So I'm the hype man. And Jake Paul, you don't even know what's about to hit you, my man. You don't even know what's about to hit you, my man. You trained with him. That's why you haven't responded, Pops. I don't know if he's allowed to talk smack. And me? What are you going to do? You're going to kick my ass? Woo, big deal. Another short guy you'd beat up. Seriously? (laughs) That's going to make you a badass, Mr. YouTuber? I made my bones on YouTube. Yeah, you're real bad, bro. I make money because my YouTube pays for good. I don't knock your hustle, jerk. Oh, but Nate was talking a lot of smack. So was Jake. And by the way, Jake's not Muhammad Ali. Jake's not a boxer. And I can't wait for him to have a Nate Robinson moment. Lullabied. Face first. Nunui. With the birds over his head and everything. And the perfect deliverer of this would be Yuli. So we're going to talk about it. I'm going to poke the bear today, Frank. I like when you poke the bear. Well, I'm going to poke the bear. I don't like that Jake Paul guy. Me cae como una pata en el culo el tipo ese. Pesado. Que pesado es el tipo ese, bro. But when I saw the picture that they trained, I go, no wonder this guy's not responding. He's afraid of Yuli. So we're going to put public pressure on him. Oh, you such a badass, huh? So it's real easy when you're kicking somebody's ass that you probably are supposed to kick his ass. Enough. But now why don't you face somebody that maybe you become the underdog all of a sudden, Mr. Paul. I mean, you're not fighting Logan anymore, honey bun. Okay? Now you're fighting real big boys. He's a three-time dunk champion. He's not a freaking world heavyweight champion. It took a set of stones for him to step in the ring, bro. I applaud Nate Robinson for this jackass to come prancing around like he's got a newly found boxing career. We need somebody to ground his ass. Who better than Yuli? And I, you know, in theory, I think Yuli doesn't care. Like if it's a James Johnson, because that's the, this guy's circuit is ex-basketball players. Right? So is he going to go next to James Johnson, which would be a, a thorough ass kicking for him because he would get his, his ass so whooped by that black belt, it wouldn't even be, you didn't mess with James Johnson. That's how bad James Johnson was. You brought James Johnson up. That's funny. I'm serious. UD, who is the biggest G, didn't mess too much with James Johnson. Facts. They're like, yo, he's on my team, you know? Like, bro. <laughs> now, when he was afraid of him, he was like, there's some people you know you don't mess with. James Johnson's one of those guys. So why don't you threaten that guy? Why don't you have words with that guy, Mr. YouTube? Oh, because he's probably taller, because he's taller than him. What Jake Paul was, 6'1? We looked it up yesterday. Yeah, so I imagine James Johnson's got him by six or seven inches. I mean, I'm taller than Jake. So he's taller than, since he likes to fight short guys, he's taller than Yuli. We saw the picture yesterday. I'm gonna ask Yuli how tall he is. So he's taller than Yuli. So let's go. Do you want gloves? How do you want your knockout serve, bitch? With gloves or without them? With gloves or without them? And Pitt will be there front and center laughing his ass off. Me personally, the most demeaning way to beat that guy up is with a bitch slap. 
It was super necessary. Super necessary. George will be, Jorge will be there laughing his ass off too because we all be representing the 305. And they have the same team now. While YouTube boy, Mr. YouTuber, what happens? I can't wait to sing Lullaby to that jackass. Didn't he sign with the same promotion company that the Masvidal has? Yes. Yeah. So the First round management. Right. So they're teammates now. And by the way, they're all friends of ours. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, working yeah, on know. something. You've told me. You've working told me. on something. Been working on it. Even I ain't working on it, baby. Mr. Kawa, let's do it, baby. Let's make this your platform. It's all yours. When I saw Kawa Kids love here, it. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. This is great. Come on. You know this is your platform, Kawa. This is all yours, Papa. That's my boy. Straight up, Frank. I can't wait to poke the bear. But we got to get the mood set. So that's why I'm going to put a mix on. Hell yeah. I'm going to put a mix on. We're going to put a little Miami music. And we're going to set the mood. So when Yuli walks in, I'm dripping mixing. He's dripping walking in. We start dripping on this Jake Paul Guy with two first names. Anybody who's got two first names can't sucks. Trust them. Chris Paul, you can't trust that guy. Paul George. Can't Paul George, them. can't trust him. Mm. I'm sure we can come up with a whole ton of them. Give me time. Two first names, you suck. By the way, just for the record, he's already on his way, bro, because he's never late. If he's not 15 minutes early, I told him, hey, 8 o'clock, I'll be there at 745. He takes me five minutes, I'm on my way. Probably smelling fresh like a million bucks. We'll come back from break. Oh, we have a unique show today. Our students will jump in. I think they're going to like having the, the monster on again. They enjoyed him last time. He was so much fun. But today, I'm going to poke the bear. They're going to laugh. I'll take their questions on chat. That'll be the best part. Like, if they give me chat questions, I'll, I, don't give, I don't care. I've got questions for Yuli, but, oh, yeah. I'm going to get, because I'm going to get a little dangerous. Chris Paul. I'm going to get a little dangerous. And the thing is, Logan Paul, another two first namer guy. Like, anytime your last name's Paul, really? Okay. I like oh. Miliang. It sounds like a last name. Amigo, you know who else has two first names? LeBron James. <laughs> hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Still here, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. You didn't even know, though. You, you didn't even know. No, you didn't know I liked that song. I never told you. Was that an epiphany that I jumped to that? Were you expecting I wasn't going to like it? I didn't think of it. I was playing it no matter what because it's the first, first of, the, of month, the month. And I sing it every morning when it's the first of the month. But you just gave me a, a, a club moment at a, at, a, at a a DJ at a club moment when everybody was like, oh, you oh gave no, me, you that was gave great. me one of those yeah, yeah. Well, you were unaware of the notion that that's a song that means a lot to me. Bone Thugs and Harmony. While they're not actively on my playlist, Frank, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not jumping in the car to listen to an old BTH bop, if you know what I mean, right? But I enjoy particular songs of theirs. Some of their stuff was kind of redundant and I didn't like. But like, for example, you and I have discussed when I do color commentary on football games and someone goes for a long touchdown, do you know what my touchdown call is? No, what is it? It's see you at the crossroads. Oh, I was going to say guess something with the crossroads. So no one ever understood what I meant. And I said, guys, what is the meaning of see you at the crossroads? What are the crossroads? It's when you're going bye-bye. It's when you're going toodles. Right. Right? 
So going into the end zone, you're going toodles. So I call the end zone the crossroads. And for some reason, it never took. And I thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. So T.Y. Hilton, currently an NFLer for the Indianapolis Colts, fields a punt on the two-yard line in the only NCAA Division I game I ever called. I called it with Tony Kalatayude. Kalatayude's doing play-by-play. I do color. And Kalatayude calls the punt return. It's against FAU. He goes 98 yards for a touchdown, Frank. And as Kalatayude's calling it, I'm saying, see you at the crossroads. And Kalatayud looked at me and said, that was genius. I love it. So I was like, man, I, I thought I had a good one. I did high school games. If you went longer than 35, 40 yards, you were getting a CU at the crossroads. Like a one-yard touchdown run, you weren't getting the call. You feel me? That's not bad. I'm, I'm, I think that's pretty good. I, I, I still own it. Like I remind everybody that's mine. Someone's going to steal it one day. But holy hell, I love that. So, yeah, good call with Bone Thugs and the Harmony. My young broadcasters are in the crib. What's up? What's going on? How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good, huh? So I'm going to use your vernacular for a minute, guys. So so what do you think about, about my drip? Is that what you guys call this stuff? Drip? Is that what you call it? Drip, right? But hold on. We got to get a full perspective here. Students haven't seen, only the ones here, that I'm rocking my Air Force Ones along with this drip. So the look is real. You make that work pretty well. I'm not even going to lie. Well, it looks nice. It's, it's, it's classy enough, but it's also, you know, it's twenty. It's, nice. it's Yes, it's very 2020. <laughs> By the way, we have crossed the threshold, right? So we are allowed to say the word 2020 because I already gave... 2020, 30 days notice when we started the show. Basically, I'm firing 2020. 2020 is being relieved of their duties by the end of the month. Well, I don't think you're firing them. I think you're evicting them. Oh, no, 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 no. It's an eviction notice. Is it an eviction? If you're giving them 30 days notice, it's an eviction notice. When I get fired, nobody gives me 30 days of a notice. Well, I would rather that 2020 move on its very way and I pay it for not being around. Like... If I could close my eyes and wake up tomorrow and it'd be January 1st, I know we'd miss out all that time off, guys. There'd be no Christmas. But I think that'd be the best Christmas gift ever, right? So you know like when you give somebody severance pay and, and, but you want them to leave? So we're going to pay you for four weeks, but goodbye. Yeah, but you're giving them too much notice. <laughs> well, it is an entire year, even though they messed it up. Like, the eviction notice, I like, I like the correlation. Hold on, man. You're giving a good employee 30 days of a, of a warning before they move on. But that's 2020 has I'm been an awful them. employee. I'm, fl- 2020 I'm firing has them. been such a bad employee. I'm talking about accident after accident, sticking on. forklifts through boxes, running over iPods, running over speakers, doing all sorts of madness, losing product, double shipping product. They are really bad. Why are you giving them 30 days of a notice to find a new job? No, that's a see ya. So what you're doing with 2020 is you're evicting them. I don't want you to burn down my apartment. I don't want you to burn down my apartment, so you're going to move on. But but we're trying to evict Trump, and it's not working. You got to fire him. Dude, you got to play his game. You're fired. Remember that? How much money you made of it? You're fired. Well, Trump, you're fired. Move on your merry way. To pull him out of there by his grañas. Get the hell out of here. You're no longer welcome. 2020, you're fired. You don't think? 
if you're firing someone, it's immediate. It's 30 days away. I don't think that this is too too soft of a goodbye. Well, I can't fire them and then tomorrow be January 1st. Damn right you can't. So I got to give them 30 days notice. But no, I'm you not going to soften it as you an fire eviction. someone on the moment. If I mess up, you're going to give me 30 days notice before you fire me? That's, here, a, here, that's an amazing situation. If that's I'm not renewing their contract, but they've got to work out their contract. Like a year is a year. That's a year's not 11 months. A year's got to give me the full year. That's better. So you, we're not renewing your contract. You're being let go at the end of the month. No severance pay. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. You're out of here, 2020. You sucked. 2021 has to be better on every level. Vaccine coming through. Like, like just this got to be better. Listen, based on how bad 2020 was, 2020 has been an absolute catastrophe of a year. So based on how bad 2020 is, Ladies and gentlemen, 2021 is going to be savage. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. You know that I'm going to always finish a mix, if I can, with my homegirl, Celia. Almost always. It's either Mando, Celia, or I don't know, man. Like, that's where I roll. That's how I roll. I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Good morning, amigo. Back here on SiriusXM 145. Very brief, and then we go to break because the 8 o'clock hour we're going to have, well, he's here already. He's the monster himself. Yuli Monster. Yuli Diaz joining us in studio. Yuli, what's up, my brother? Great morning, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where am I hearing music from? Could that be from my headset over there? I think so. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll get to it. It's not that important. You can't hear it. I'm the one hearing it. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Um, obviously, we had you on after the, you know, the, the big event. Where you got knocked that guy out in like I think it was less than three seconds. They want to call it three seconds, like two point something seconds. It was awesome. Um, and then you went on. It was great to see you do the podcast with Armando and with Laz and Jenny and the gang. That was fantastic. You know, you looked sharp that day. Thanks. And I really think that what's going on is is that you're enjoying uh, the fruits of your labor. And I know that one of the things we want to talk about because our students they love you. By the way, our, that was loud. That was loud. It was. <laughs> our students love you. Um, there's What's my son. Up, guys? My son's been ringside to one of your fights at least. Yeah, yeah, He's little, a big uh, fan of yours. Little amigo. <laughs> <laughs> but they all really, they get excited. I didn't tell them you were coming on today, so I think that's, that's a awesome. pleasant surprise for them. That's awesome. But they enjoy because you give a real perspective. And a lot of our students enjoy. Frank, Frank and I have learned over the years that they prefer real than sugarcoat. Like the sugarcoat stuff doesn't work. Absolutely. They don't, know, they don't respond to that. They feel it's fake. Uh, they don't respond well to it. And because of that, you know, I've always, like Mando told me, I was here, Frank, I've said this story several times, I was here a few weeks, and Mando came to visit, and so I was super, like every time he comes into the building, I get super happy, he is, I don't know if you know, I'm a huge fan of his, and I used to use his music on my sports talk shows, just because I loved it, and then he would hop on with me, like, it's, it's a cool story, uh, but I love everything about Pitt, the way he represents our area, the way he represents himself. I don't care about some of the stuff that people criticize because it doesn't matter to me. Right. And at the end of the day, he's a real man. Like, he's a dude's dude. He's a man's man, and I, I have a lot of respect for him. He gave me this opportunity. He enabled this opportunity for me and has been facilitating in every way, shape, and form. And, 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 and has, in, has just been, we thank him every day. Once an hour, we have a spot that runs here, and we thank Absolutely. him. The kids thank him. We understand his value. So... Um, you know, everything about what we do here is encouraged through his words. And I love his words. As you can see, he put that up there for us from negative to positive, which I enjoy that he put it and left it there for us. But the other thing he told me that day was to be myself. He says, look, I know you're trying to impress them. 
Just be you. You impressed me by being you, so just be you. They're going to love you. Don't worry about it. Just be real with them. I started being real. I started having conversations, not talking to them as a teacher. I, I learned it early, so I never really spent a lot of time being that teacher that right. we all kind of hated growing up. Like, bro, these teachers drive me nuts. So I always try to be different. But I realized over the years with them big, that they learn impact. a different way. Yeah, they learn a different way. For sure. So they learn when you say something because they know it comes from a real place. And you're, you, you're, you live your life understanding what it was. And you always say fighting saved your life. It's always something that saves someone's life who goes down a road. And the way you've been open about it, the way you've encouraged kids to make themselves better, you're an inspiration to a lot of people in this, in this area. And you know that we love you very, very much here. But when we come back from break, we're going to talk some fun stuff. We're going to have a good time. I did that mix for you. Um, I know you like the Miami music, and Armando's music was featured. I think every song except the last one was all, Armando had his hand on all that music. So that was for you, Mondi. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about your career. You've done different things. You've done the UFC. You've done the boxing. You've done the bare knuckles. What might be next? And um, I'm allowed to be your hype man. We got dressed up for the occasion, Frank. I, I reached out <laughs> to him and said, hey, I don't know about you. But I'm not just wearing a slam polo. I'm going dressed up for the occasion. Because if you remember, Frank, when we saw him a couple weeks ago, right after the Bare Knuckles victory, um, he looked like a million bucks, bro. Looked like a million bucks. I was like, man, if he shows up looking good and I'm in, like, some oversized slacks because, you know, like, I'm not doing this. I got to look good. Thank so the fit's real. I think you noticed the Air Force Ones. Like, I love we're, clean. We're good, nice and clean, ready to go, and all ready for this interview. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to be your hype man. You know, every... Every big guy has a little guy who's a hype man. So I'm going to be the hype man. So That's like, awesome. Yeah, like for starters, like I, I don't expect to know whether or not you love him or hate him. But I'm a radio host, so I'm allowed to have my opinion. So right. I'll, let, I'll let this marinate over the break in your head. I can't stand Jake Paul. I don't like anything about him. You know, and the moment, and I take it personal as a short guy, the moment you have fun or enjoy a little too much what he did to him. I understand it's a sport, and the dude's a YouTuber. He's not Muhammad Ali, all right? And if he wants to be a fighter, then that's great. Don't beat up on dunk champions. Beat up on somebody who's in the game. I agree. But now what happens is, is he gets all this popularity for being a boxer when he's a punk. And I said today, on my, on my first time, I go, what are you going to do, Jake Paul? Are you going to beat up another short guy? Like, what are you going to do? So my proposal is let him fight somebody real. So I say James Johnson. He's a former bet. You like to beat up on basketball players? Good luck with James Johnson. He's about 6'9". He's a third-degree black belt. He will beat your ass every which way. But Tuesday, you don't want to say that. And then the one thing that came to my mind, and of course you beat me to the punch because you said something about it, is why not fight the monster? I say he should fight the monster. And I'm going to give him three reasons why. You don't have to say a word. I'm going to be a hype man today. Let's do it. Let's I hope you're it. ready for this, Yuli. I hope you know what you're signing up for. Woo! I'm ready. I love Larry. You Larry. want none, Jake. You don't want none of this, baby. <laughs> Woo! Look, I even came. Let him, let him know, Larry. Look, look, look. I came ready to rock and roll. Where are they? Oh. Oh, smooth. I'm too cool for you, Jake Paul. <laughs> hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show, MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here. Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. Let me put on my cool shades. I got to put on my cool shades. I'm putting on my cool shades. Here's my cool shades. Hi, cool shades. When cool people come in here, I put on my cool shades. Where's, where's, uh, where's Larry? Oh, there you are. Yeah, oh, the cool guy with the glasses. <laughs> That's the new thing, Frank. When, when 
when we have somebody cool in studio, I mean, I have to wear it all the time just because of the students. But the truth is, like, we have something super cool in the studio, like we do right now. Super right? Super necessary, as Jorge would say, <laughs> uh, to do this. So I do have to put on my glasses in order to start my live. That shows you that I'm old, Yuli. I can't see so good. <laughs> you saw that guy clearly from across the ring when the bell went ding. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But uh, the kids don't get offended when you knock his ass out in three seconds. Yeah. Um, Showed the world who you were, but we kind of already knew who you were, right? Didn't we already? Didn't I, at least Slam Radio knew who you were, right? Um, that journey's not been an easy one, and I don't want you to go completely down memory lane, but I do want to get a good feeling for our students to understand how appreciative you are for your life today based on your journey. And if you could give us a little insight on that, because what does come out, Frank agrees with me 100%, we talk about you all the time, is... Living through your Instagram, which is a funny thing nowadays. We talk about how bad IG is, but seeing you through Instagram is inspirational. I think I sent you a text yesterday. You really inspire an old guy like me to try to always be better. Um, and it's interesting how you can motivate through what you've been through. And I think you're getting a realization to that, but I don't, th I don't think you've quite understood how inspirational you are. So I think as you continue on your journey, because your journey's not done, it's only begun, um, and great things continue to happen to you, I think more and more people are going to become aware of the fact that sometimes there are rocks on the road, sometimes there's potholes, and sometimes the road is smooth. It seems like the people who drive on the smooth road don't appreciate it, they just get used to it. And the ones who ride on the bumpy, pothole-filled road, when they get on a smooth road, yeah, they get it. And they're like, wow, I don't want to ride on them bumpy roads anymore. There's a great quote that I always, that I always say, that's, uh, what's a smooth road without a bumpy one to compare it to? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's amazing to see how you're taking the little things and loving them and getting it. And one of the things I see with, with, with our folks, with Alicia Fernandez and, and, and the group that you brought over here when I met you the first time over a year ago, a little over a year ago, actually, Frank, we're coming close to two years on that because he yeah, came when sure. we first opened the station, right? Exactly. He came, I think the first time he came was on a Saturday when we were doing the Saturday show and he, we so, hung yeah, out here. We're coming close on two years on right, that. Right, almost, almost two years. Two years now. Right. Um, They've been a motivation to you, but I get motivated when you go and you go interact with the kids that take their classes and they respond to you. Tell me a little bit of how that makes you feel based on the past journey because, I, like I said, I know the past journey had a lot of rocks. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, but what keeps me grounded is that I don't notice how, you know, like you said, like, you know, I, I, I do things to, to try to inspire myself and motivate myself. And by doing that, it inspires and motivates others. So it keeps me grounded, you know, in the sense that uh, I'm not out there trying to do it for everybody. I just do it for myself and I know it's helping others, you know. And that's from uh, like yesterday, a friend of mine told me, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, he's like, man, you don't know how much you've helped me in my journey. And uh, and and that's just me, that's me telling you. I, there's, there's thousands of people out there you don't know that are, that aren't telling you, you know. And, and and I feel more than appreciative. There's beyond words appreciative for that because because I needed that in my life at, at one point. And um, you know, uh, some close friends helped me out. Tony Robbins helped me out a lot. You know, Tony's I'm, an amazing man. If okay. you ever get to hear the things he has to say, he's something else. I. I didn't quite get to meet him, neither did Frank, but he sort of walked by us, <laughs> all six foot ten of him, or however tall he is. He's a big guy. Yeah, he is. Um, I wish I'd have a few moments with him. Like, like I had, like, I think on Radio Row we had uh, Joel Osteen, which was very inspirational to have a conversation with him, but, but Robbins touches different parts that are yeah. so real. 
Absolutely. And it's good to hear that you've been inspired by. Who else is an inspiration to you? I know, like, I don't well, want to sugarcoat I got to meet him. I got to meet him in person with, uh, with Armando. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And he took, he, he made me part of uh, this show that he had in New Jersey. And it's, it's, it was like, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of those little things just, like, kept my momentum going with my motivation. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it just lit a fire under my, my butt. You know what I mean? It kept me, it kept me going. And it brought me to where I'm at today, you know. But behind behind those three seconds that that has put me in front of the TV, and 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 all, and all these uh, and TMZ and all these things that I've done, there's a lot of hard work behind those three seconds. A lot of hard work, you know. I think that gets lost in in the shuffle, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people see the clip. It's a it's a seven second, ten second clip. You're jumping over the ring. You're yeah. you're a savage, bro. <laughs> and but I've always told Frank, and we talk about it on the show a lot, that I am. Completely obsessed with celebrations. So I loved your celebration because celebrations say a lot. It is the culmination of hard work being triumphant hard work. You know, because obviously if you lose in a game seven of a World Series, you're dejected and your head's down. If you lose a split decision in a championship fight, your head's down, right? But when you win decisively, when you do something that you set out to do and you did it, like... It's weird. I've seen the video 30, 40 times. And it's now that I've come to understand that I've had moments in my life, like two years ago Thursday, that I wanted to jump out of the ring like that because I had that moment, right? Not choreographed. It just came to you because you had that moment. at that. Like, Take us into your head at that point. No, I mean, it was an adrenaline rush that, that, that's unexplainable. And, um, you know, I, I felt as soon as I hit him, as soon as I hit him, I was looking at him and I saw him you know, his eyes rolled the back of his head, and I said, it's over. <laughs> it's over. And I didn't, I didn't know what else to do, and I, I came running. I came flying over the ring, and there was a guy coming up at me. That's why I went to step on the ring, and I ended up falling on my face. So it was an epic moment all around. I went from Sports Center's uh, top 10 to Sports Center's not top 10 in, in a matter of seconds. But uh, it was amazing, man. And like I said, it was a, a lot of hard work behind those three seconds. Me and my coach, you know, shout out to Orlando Cuellar. Commander Zero, Hall of Famer. Um, I, it's a blessing to be able to work with him. And uh, you know what? Yesterday, uh, a great friend of mine, Hugo, that he's a he's a photographer. He's done a lot of stuff for me. He called me yesterday. He's like, man, he's like, you're, you're one of the few people that can say 2020 has been great to you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it really has, man. Yeah, breaking news. I uh, I gave 2020 30 days notice today. I said yeah. you're no longer needed. Yeah. Your services are no longer welcome, so you're giving you 30 days notice. Notice you need to pack your stuff and get out. I want you gone by the 31st, I said. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we're looking forward to 2021. You're right, 2020 has been amazing for you. Yeah. What does 2021 look like for you? Like, you've, um, been, you've been in different scenarios. You've done the bare knuckles. You've done the boxing. Yes, sir. Um, the done the thing. UFC. Yeah. What, like, is there what's next, or are you going to kind of do a little bit of what comes next? Uh, no, as of right now, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to work something out with bare knuckle. See, um see what what type of deal they're trying to give me now and uh in the next i say two to three months i'll be fighting for them again we're, we're not set on the date yet but it will be soon um i love the organization they're uh they're they're new and i'm part of a, a new movement with this bare knuckle fighting which i think is amazing because they're right now you know i just i fought for bare knuckle 10 i, I fought for bare knuckle 14 mm -hmm. and this is like the beginning of something huge they're a, a fast or their their trajectory in business is going up faster than UFC or any other combat sport has, and it's awesome to be a part of that, you know. Because right now UFC is at two hundred and fifty something, 
you know, and they started with one. So I'm be, I'm, we're kind of like one of the pioneers of this sport, which is amazing. Yuli Diaz, Yuli Monster, joining us in studio here on Good Morning Amigo today. And we're, we're having a few laughs and having a good time, um, really celebrating his successes. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Yuli. Um, so I, I would say I'm not the badass Yuli is, right? But once upon a time, long ago, I kind of didn't really care. I would fight whoever I had to fight. Like, I grew up sparring. Like, as far back as I could remember, from the age of four or five, my dad would box with me. Not the play boxing that daddies do with their sons. Like, we knocked the snot out of each other. Uh -huh. And I learned to spar. I started with the heavier gloves, and I went to the smaller gloves. I used to spar with a, uh, with a youth kickboxing champion. Boys and girls got my my ass knocked down by a girl once. Yeah. And she taught me the greatest lesson in the world, don't put your hands on I fell back as she was a girl. She asked me to spar with her. I whacked her. I went, boom. And I was like, oh, no, you are. And I dropped my ass. She went, pop, knocked me right on my ass. <laughs> so, like, I grew up around that a little bit. I'm just not a fan of it. Like, I just, I, I would avoid it unless I had to defend myself or make a point. Right. I got no bones to pick with Jake Paul. But I don't like the guy. Um, we saw what went down this weekend. I'm not a fan of the exhibition fight. Like, I'm okay with Tyson Jones because it was for charity. Uh, this guy's a YouTuber. I, I, I don't knock anyone's hustle. If you're going to you do what you got to do, make your money, do what you got to do, because at the end of the day, everybody's got the hustle. And like Dave Chappelle said in one of his uh, routines, The Unforgiven, actually, Unforgiven, he says, don't ever get between a man and his meal. So that's his hustle, and I give it to him. However, I don't like him. And on my show, when I don't like someone, I'm really clear about it. So I'm not really going to challenge him to a fight. Although, if he wants to fight, I'll fight him. Like, yeah, whatever. Buddy. I might get my ass whooped. I don't care. Because, I, like, that'll be another notch on his belt. He beat up another short guy. Like, uh, wow, wow, you're such a badass YouTuber. Uh, but I propose, forget me. Like, fight someone who can kick your ass. So my question is, you're doing all this bare-knuckle stuff. If they offered you a boxing match against this guy, would you take it? I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to. It'd be amazing. <laughs> You know that I would have a robe made for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and on the back, it would say, come get some. <laughs> I don't like him. What do you find? You're such a loving soul. Like, I get the impression you fight someone, and then afterwards, you just you want to hold them because you, you're kind of guy that you've been through a lot, and I think you've learned to love so well. But it's funny. Like, you ever fought someone you just didn't like? Like, you just uh, didn't like him, and you wanted to... I'm thinking the guy who went down in three seconds, maybe, but it didn't seem like it was tenuous. And no, it, it wasn't. I, I, try to, I try to be a, general, a gentleman in the sport. I don't talk trash to nobody, you know. Um, that's why, you know, I get in there, I fight, and after the fight, if, uh, if, they're, if they're cool, I'm cool. Like, you know, I, I, I got no problem with them personally or nothing like that. Um, when it comes to when it comes to the, uh, fighting somebody I, I never really liked, maybe one guy, because we fought one time before, and it became a problem. So when we fought again, I came in with a little more grudge towards him. And I ended up winning a, a boxing belt that time with, against him. Um, with the Jake Paul thing, you know, he's, uh, like you said, man, he's a YouTuber. Uh, God bless him. He's using uh, his, you know, his his clout and his fame to, to get him where he's at today and get him these fights against these certain people, you know. And, and listen, not to take nothing from Nate Robinson. He got his ass kicked. He's not a fighter, but he's a superb athlete, three-time dunk champion, you know. He definitely should have been more ready than he was. Uh, but Jake didn't come with nothing special. He closed his eyes, swung for the fences, and connected on a guy who had his hands down and his chin up, you know. So so it was nothing, nothing impressive to me. 
Um, it was to me the 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 fight of the night on that card though, because of because of what happened. You know, everybody wants to see somebody get starched like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but Jake, we that yeah. a few weeks ago with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But Jake, yeah, man, stop fighting these YouTubers and these fake fighters. And and like I said on like I said on my post, man, I'll take that little Toys R Us belt you be carrying around, you know. And uh, and I'm ready to do this, you know. We're, we're ready to do this. It's out there. It's out there. It's on. It's on social media. It's in the air. Everybody from Miami, I appreciate you guys. They're they're reposting me oh. all over. Um, since I caught fire after that three second knockout, I got people from around the world that are fans now that I really appreciate the support, and they're blasting it out there because a lot of people. The majority of people want to see him get his ass kicked. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And, and, I know I'm not alone. I know yeah. that this thing is not that. Oh, but that's what happens you know, when you're, you're a little troll. Though. Again. Yeah. But no, that's no, what happens yeah. when you're a little troll. People want your ass to get whooped, right? Right, right. So I think he's a troll, and I don't like right. him. He's a huge troll. The way he came out to basketball, the way he came out with a chain with Robinson over it, everything he did before the fight, he came out like if he was dribbling in between his legs. He's, he's a like a, He's like a bratty rich kid, you know what I mean? That's okay. <laughs> the bratty rich kids get their yeah. asses whooped, too. Yeah, yeah. So... I just think it's funny because the moment you get the clout through your fame, right? And now all of a sudden, I don't care if it's a meme. I don't care if it's a joke. I don't care if it was intended to be a comparison. But when your name is uttered in the same essay, forget paragraph, forget sentence, in the same essay with Muhammad Ali, you're going to get me pissed off. Okay? That guy being a dunk champion, like you said, was a good athlete, but is not a fighter. He led with his head. He knocked him down three times, twice before the epic knockout. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So, like, the reason I say you can kick my ass if you want because I might do just as well. And I don't know. Maybe he'll do it in the first round of me. Maybe he'll lullaby me. I don't know. Here's the bottom line is there's no merit to doing that. There's no merit to any of that nonsense. I asked you about the beef. I love Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. And, I, and congratulations, first-round management, correct? Yes, sir. That's yes, fantastic, sir. and I know you. that he's part of that family. Yes, sir. And it's all a big family, and we, we love you guys. You know that very well. We consider you kind of like family, so to speak. Um, Jorge gets pissed at people, and then he whoops their ass, and I kind of like that. Yeah. So I know you're not mad at this guy, but I want to be the hype man. So if this fight happens, I want to not only make your rope, but I want to be the little pesky guy that gets criticized by everyone. Look at that little short guy. Like, I want to be your loudest hype man. guy in the room. Yeah, I want to be your hype man. I want to be your Kevin Hart. How about that? Let's do it. Right? Let's do it. So, when we come back from break, um, could he have been more respected if he had taken a more traditional route? And then, so, okay, so he hasn't been offered a traditional route. Now he's being offered a traditional route. Is this all for clout, or does this guy seriously want to be a, a fighter? Like, I, I, can't, I can't tell right now. I can't tell. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's go to break. Come back on the other side. Yuli Monster, Yuli Diaz, in studio with us here on Good Morning Amigo. And we're going to continue talking about so many things, having a good time. Shout out to everybody who's catching us on our live on IG. And, of course, on Yuli's, who has many more participants than mine. Many, many more than mine, which is fine. <laughs> but uh, we invite you all to also tune in on Sirius XM 145. Or if you go to your Periscope at Slam Radio XM, uh, you can catch the feed through there. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
don't want no smoke. I just found something out, Frank. It's unanimous. All of our student broadcasters can't stand Jake Paul either. Also, too. Let's rock, Jake. Slam Radio Series XM 145 in studio with Yuli. That monster, Yuli Monster Diaz. Shout out to your lily flower. Come on. My girl? I want yeah. you. I'm on. I'm Shout out to Ashley, a.k.a. Dana Brooke. Yep. <laughs> WWE. She killed it last night. She, she won. She won. I yeah, saw that. Congratulations to, Congratulations to her. Congratulations to her. I gave her I gave her some love on your comment because it endears me to see how she loves you. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. We all love you, bro. Like, you are a very lovable person. Thank you very much. Um, you are someone that is easy to engage. You know I love you back. We, we <laughs> think the world of you around here. We, you know, everybody knows you at Slam and... And de verdad, con mucho cariño, todo el mundo te recibe con amor. Like, we, we just think the world of you. But every so often in your business, um, you got a guy that needs to get his, his, his head knocked off. So you got to be good to avoid getting your head knocked off. So I'm going to use an example that Frank knows very well. There's somebody else in that game that I hate. When I tell you I can't stand him, and, and to give you a background, I know a lot about boxing. And I do not like Floyd Mayweather. There is no way, no how, you're ever going to get me to say something nice about Floyd Mayweather. Um, but he's undefeated, you see. And because he gets in the ring and he puts his mouth to the test and he takes out his glove and he may not be the biggest boxer, but you can't hit him. And he beats you every time in the ring. So and no matter, I don't like the guy. And against, against the best. It's the best. He backs it up. He's never stolen a fight. He, oh, he dances around. Okay, he boxes. <laughs> He's the greatest defensive boxer since Willie Pep, period. So if we understand who he is, I don't like him out of the ring. But in the ring, the guy's a, ma a, a magician. The guy's a technician. The guy is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Absolutely. Jake Paul's a YouTuber. <laughs> so I will give, if I don't like you, I'll give you your reverence in your sport. And Floyd deserves all the reverence in the world. He's a multiple-time world champion. And like I said, one of the greatest boxers of all time who I happen not to like. But I could never in a million years poke him and say, you suck as a fighter. I'm like 176-0, like whatever. Like I, it's the last time that guy lost. He's a kid. So, but Jake Paul, I don't mind you making your loot that way. Um, but I think it's time for you to come out and make this either something you're going to do or let the public know that this was all a sham and go back to YouTube doing your YouTube stuff. And was he like I'm sort of skateboarder? What what the hell made him so famous to begin with? He was loud. He's a vlogger. He records his lifestyle on him flexing. And he got famous with his brother on Disney Channel. So So they were on Disney Channel, these two numbnuts. <laughs> yeah. And then they got yeah, they got kicked off of Disney Channel. Why'd they get kicked off of Disney Channel? Well, I mean, because they were being idiots. Things they pulled, it's kind of, it's kind of clear to see why they would get kicked off the Disney Channel. So they're they're clowning a little bit. So that's fine. But the reason I bring all of this up is because for some reason, um, he hasn't responded to Yuli's overtures. It's funny. He knows who Yuli is, and Yuli was very mild mannered, right? Frank, it wasn't aggressive. No, it was, it was straight, just straight, chilling, just the conversation, straight to the let's point. Do this. Hey, hey, what's up? Let's rock. And you haven't heard from him, have you? Um, not yet, but there's, there's, there's murmurs out there. So we here, Frank, are we allowed to advocate something? Like, can we make a promotional spot? <laughs> Tempting. I want to do it. You think I'm kidding? I'm, we don't make any money off of it. I'm a 501c3. I think I can do it. It's, a, it's a, almost a parody spot. Mm -hmm. And we get some of our kids to do sound bites. Nothing aggressive, nothing over the top, 
but trying him a little bit. Come on. I'm down. Come I mean, get I'll, some 305 style. I'll like, put it together. I'm good. You want to do Any, anything? To, anything to back up Julian being this. That's what I'm saying. We got to do it really nice. It's got to be mild mannered because it's kids. And if we get a little too little Havana, you know, we're going to come knocking on tranquilo, Roy. But like, just an overture. We invite you. Why not? Why not? I'm down for it. I'm down. Students, are you down for recording something? Like, if I gave it as an assignment for a grade and I asked you 20 to 30 seconds. On a reason why, and then we, we can get between Alicia and a couple of us just to sift through the 12 sound bites and find the best bullet points and make a 30-second spot. I think Frank is a magician at that. Absolutely. And we don't even need Yuli's voice. Like, that's the best part. We don't, we don't want you to say a word. You already did. He, I, I'm waiting for him to answer to you. But, yeah, I don't think Yuli needs to say a word. I think this is us trying him. What do you think, Frank? I'm game. I'm game. So, do you take it as if he's scared of you? You just think the bit like... I would have answered you already. Like, even though if I know, like, I, okay, Yuli goes, yo, amigo, bro, you my boy and all that, but I'm going to kick your butt. We're going to take it. We're going to no, go hard rock. And I'd be like, oh, boy, I'm done. But I'm not going to say quiet. Like, I'm going to go, yeah, man, we're going to rock and roll, bro. Let's bring it in there. You and me, brother. And I'm saying to myself, okay, what an ass kicking I just bought myself. But I'm not going to in front of everybody. I know for a fact he's scared of me, 100%. 100%? Yeah, he, has thousand percent, yeah. he has to be. He has to be. I know he's scared. I know he does all that trash talking, you know, and and – all the things he does, thinking he's not going to get his hands put on him, you know what I mean? But I know when, you know, he's talking trash to like McGregor, McGregor's camp. So he does that in a safe space, you know? He won't do that when they're face-to-face or in, in any any arena that they're in. Not so, to mention they won't take him very seriously. Either. Yeah, they won't take that. it very seriously. But when he, we know he's being disrespectful. So I'm sure if he comes around them, they're they're gonna show him, <laughs> you know what I mean, that uh, that he can't do that. Well, he's being Twitter fingers right now. That's oh, absolutely. really? Absolutely. That's what he's doing. He's being Twitter fingers. He's he's hiding behind the computer screen. He's being the internet tough guy. Absolutely. Twitter tough guy. Yeah. TTG. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's there's good and bad to that, right, Frank? Yeah. More, more bad than good. There's more bad There's than good because he's calling attention to him. And like, what was it? Good pub, bad pub, pub, right? So right. a few weeks ago, we had a visitor in here that pissed off half the world. I went like this to them. They don't like it tough. I'm still changing lives today. Right. Okay? That person went and did that. They don't even remember they came here. And, and, and it is what it is. I'm tired of having to make excuses or to justify the things I do. I do them. If you don't like them, if you like them, either way, I'm going to do what I got to do. And I love when someone takes that attitude. Yuli's taking that attitude in his life. But this guy. This guy's just trying to make a lot of noise. So then that way he is. can get that attention. And That's then he if does. he gets the fight. But the thing is that he's, he, I think he's biting more than he can chew. Because I don't think he's going to be able to back that up. Absolutely. He's like a little kid. That's the problem. He, he, he just. How old is this guy? Like 20 something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, who, who's advising him? Is he his own advisor? Like, does he? Have, he hasn't signed with anybody, has he? Uh, not that I know of. You know, he's a he's a big entity himself. You know, so so he, he went he, from Disney Channel to YouTube, and I'm <laughs> trying to figure out, Frank, um, is that a step up or a step down? Because I know you can monetize YouTube, right? And I guess does he get millions of views? Some of my students, Lucas, does he get millions of views? This guy, you seem to know a lot about it. Sadly, every video he pretty much gets 
a bunch of views. Like eight digit views, like 10 million plus views. Yeah. Yeah, he's making money off that. Yeah. That but mil- also, like, you have to look at like the age that he kind of aims for. He aims at like little kids, and it's mm-hmm. and, and he like, knows his audience, but he he doesn't care because they'll put in like a like adult theme stuff, a lot of like sort of adult watching. content in there, and he doesn't care. He has 20 well, million YouTube subscribers, and he's close to seven billion views. Yes. That's Joe Rogan video. stuff, man. This guy has a lot of social media clout. He has a lot of yeah, yeah, he definitely digital clout. What's up, Kim? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. I was just saying that he started off Vine. Then he went on to YouTube. Then he went on to Disney, I think. And then right now, he's just putting out a bunch of music videos. And he's lost a lot of viewers. Because he's like just not catering to his young audience anymore. It's interesting, right? Like what what it looks like is like what it looks like is that uh he's trying to he's trying to be a rapper, so he's trying to get clout with a little bit, of, you know, of, with the boxing, you know, being that that'll be his I guess tough side. But every nobody's falling for cuz he's not fighting anybody tough. So and he has other fights on his on like his He has like one. He has one. He has one. He has one against another YouTuber. Had, he fought a YouTuber. Beat I had him. no idea what it, where he was. Fought <laughs> a basketball player who I swear to God I thought would beat him up. I, he actually, based on his would. opponent, he impressed me. I thought Nate Robinson was athlete enough. But, to just but I, I heard this morning. I heard this morning. I was listening to another podcast on the way in, and I heard that during Nate's Robinson's camp, he had no. He didn't do any sparring. Any sparring. He should have fired his coaches for that. Got to get hit, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Of you got to get. You got to see punches coming at you. I don't understand what that is. You got to yeah. know what it feels like, so you're not in shock when it happens. Exactly. And evidently, every time he got hit, he went down. Well, it, and, and you could see he didn't have any type of training whatsoever. You know. He would come in. Go ahead, Cam. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're on. I don't think you turned it off, did you? Turned off my. Mind. Oh, there you go. So go ahead. I was just gonna say, I watched his. I watched his brother's podcast, Logan Paul's, and. Actually, like, his, he's a lot more immature than his older brother, and a lot of people look down on him for that because he can't, he can't be mature, and he's already in his 20s. He's not in his teens anymore. Yeah, yeah he is. I, I find him to be a bit immature as well. Like, this is a man's sport. Like, you're going to get in. It's a gladiators, and, and there's, there's some etiquette. Sometimes it's not etiquette because it's a fight game, but at the end of the day, it's two gladiators battling. Notice I asked Yuli earlier in the hour. Like, do you tend to not like the person? Like, he, except one exception. Like, he, he's good with you if you're good with him after the fight. This is the thing I tell people, Larry, though. Uh, you could sit there, right? You're, me and you are friends, but even as I say we weren't. And you could sit there and say this, say that. My mom, my this, my girl, anything. Keep saying it and let me know when I start bleeding. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so none Whistle, of that. please. Yeah. <laughs> so none of that uh, is, is, you know, all that's ineffective. It doesn't do anything. Once you get in there and the gloves are on and you're inside that ring, all those words go out the window and it doesn't matter what anybody said, you know? It's funny. You, you, I, I learned a long time ago as a kid in New York, you punch a bully in the nose <laughs> because bullies aren't used to getting hit. And when you hit someone in the nose, it's the biggest shock. I can hit you in the stomach, you'll recover for it. I can even hit you in the... In the nether regions and whatever. If I don't hit you right, right. it's not necessary. But if I hit you in the nose, you have that five to ten second stun factor. (laughs) If you've ever been hit in the nose, you don't know what just happened to you. And in five to ten seconds, I will finish you. Right. As will anybody else. So, like, you always learn that, yes, you you punch the bully in the nose. (laughs) And And I love that. He's not necessarily a bully, but he talks a lot of smack. And because of that, I can't wait for him to get punched in the nose. Kim, you've never been punched in the nose, have you? Me? Yeah, I mean, you're raising... No, I mean, no. It I seems like you're ready to... Like, I know what it feels like to get in the nose. No, no, no. I was just... I, I was raising my hand because I commend people 
that when they're fighting in a sport or just having a sport in general, they have to have sportsmanship. And a lot of that is like gone in the 2020 era. And I just think it's like, it's nice when someone like has sportsmanship. Now that's something you just, you continue to steal my heart, Kim, (laughs) because Frank knows very well how important it is for me. No matter what my reputation is, Frank, I like for that kind of chivalry. Act like you've been there before. Hand the football over if you score a touchdown. These, Frank and I were talking about his defenses get interceptions in the NFL and they run clear across the field and I'll pose for these pictures and do all these <laughs> dumb things. And it's funny for a little bit, but at the end of the day, like let's I don't need to laugh at your grave if I'm beating you in a sport. Don't and, beat a dead horse, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And so a lot of times we stand over <laughs> someone's carcass and say, ah, I beat you. Uh-huh. And that's not really the right thing to do. Like, I think you let the moment speak for itself. Like, Yuli didn't have to stand over the guy he knocked out in three seconds. Didn't have to. I mean, he went flying out of the ring, but he didn't have to. Like, with me, we, Anthony and I saw him ringside in one of his boxing matches here in Miami. And it was a first-round knockout. Um, and the two things that I noticed is the guy was already Michael Spinks knocked out when he walked in the ring. And anybody who knows boxing knows that when Mike Spinks walked into the ring against Mike Tyson for their epic battle that we're going to unify a title many years ago. It was supposed to be the fight of the century. Michael Spinks walked in like the little kid meeting the bully at the flagpole is about to get his butt whooped. And it's exactly what happened. He got knocked out in a minute. So it's always been famous about that face that he had. Well, I mean, that's that's the similar <laughs> face, right? Like, that's the one where you know you're, you're a little bit in trouble, right? Um, that's, I think, what this sport brings out. It brings out the gladiator... Uh, fashion and things and I think that a lot of times you don't need to sit there and go I beat you I beat you the moment spoke for itself and real gladiators after pat themselves on their head I've seen so many guys get their butt whooped and later go hug the guy that just but but, you know whooped their butt yeah and at the end of the day that was the intended nature of the sport you find that you get a lot of that in your in your fighting I mean that's how I am I I always say like the, the, the one of the coolest things about the fight game um, from boxing to bare knuckle to MMA is, uh, you know, even in, in more in training than anything else. You guys, we get in there, we try to kick the crap out of each other, right? And and the more you do that, the more you're kind of teaching the other guy. You know, it's it's, it's a sh- uh, um, uh, iron sharp sharpening iron. And then uh, you get out and you, you talk about your kids, you talk about this, you talk about let's go get a beer, let's go get something to eat, whatever it may be, you know? It's the craft and, and everybody understands it. Every so often you got somebody who takes it different. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's billions of people in the world, you're going to have that, that, those couple guys that, that don't understand it or, or just or, or get a certain way. But the majority of them, everybody's a gentleman, you know, they get along, everybody, you know, they, they, they know that. If I get in there, I've got my I've gotten my butt whooped a million times in sparring. You know what I mean? That's how I've learned. That's how I've gotten my skill. And uh, one thing is, you know, that's helped me out is I don't get discouraged. You know, and also I came into the sport at a late age, so I know not to get dis- discouraged. You know, it. I I get my butt kicked and I come out smiling. Hey, thanks. For a good hit or good this or good that. You know what I mean? And again, you know, you and 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 you go back to regular life and you 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 think about what you did wrong, and you try to fix that when it comes to the sport, but. It has nothing to do outside the ring, you know? You're proud of being from the 305, aren't you? I'm born and raised in the county of Dade. I love this place, man. I, it's, I've been around the world. Um, a lot of it thanks to Armando. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing. This place is a melting pot full of great people, full of yeah, amazing buddy. people, full of beautiful people. Um, 
Today's a cold day, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, you know, I, I, I just came back from, I just came back two days ago, or actually not two days ago, yesterday morning. I, I got back yesterday morning from Cleveland, Ohio, where my girl's from. And it was beautiful out there, beautiful out there, but it was freezing. It gets you know, cold out freezing. there. I actually left, and right now there's a, a snowstorm there. So, so I beat it by a day. <laughs> I beat it by a day. Um, but, you know, it's it's just, and not to take nothing from anybody, man, but there's nothing like Miami. Definitely nothing like Miami. I know? love telling people I live where you vacation. Absolutely. That's the truth. Because this place is and you come, And then you come on vacation and leave on probation. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, he gets a whistle for hey, that. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out. Yes. Before I forget, because I know we're not ending, but before we forget, I want to say, you know, what's up to Hannah and Barbara. They hit me. Uh, their, their dad hit me. Dad and husband hit me yesterday on Instagram. So I want to give them a shout you out. You know them. I don't know them, but well, I think Hannah's, Hannah's from here. Hannah's part of my show. Right, and Barbara's her mom. Barbara's her mom, okay, and, well, and well, her uncle and I go way back. Well, I, I think it was her dad, if I'm not mistaken, hit me up. He's like, well, you know, I can give him a shout-out, so, so that. that's that's for them. You know, and um, and a quick shout-out to Primal Nutrition and, and Spartan yes. Detox, make, helping me with my detox after all this Thanksgiving food. <laughs> all right, so you did something. You've always been in great shape, yes. but you had to turn around and make a change yes sir as far as your regiment working out like i always see you on top and discipline in- consistency it's huge it was a huge change for me so you're not old but you're not 21 anymore right so i need some tips okay so you met me a lot heavier than i am today right no I'm- you look great Thank you me. absolutely look great you've definitely you've definitely been working i need to work harder and i want to like my goal frank thinks i'm nuts uh i have a thing that i sign off my show every day um, with a song called Clocks by Coldplay. And every sign-off, I talk about something different, either talking about something with the show or something separate that I never got to about the show. But it's always a picture, as you hear that song in the background, of ending a show. The time has ended, clocks, you know, the, the, the clock struck the end. And I always use a saying or a way of saying something that I've used since I was a kid. I will tell you before I say goodbye to you. We'll talk for three hours, and I'll say, all right, man, I'm out of here. I'm off like a dirty shirt. See ya. And I always say that. It's something that's part of my life. I've always said that same. Mm-hmm. I've incorporated it in my sign-off. So the only thing is, is at 250 pounds that I used to weigh, a shirtless amigo was a sight that wasn't very good. You were at 250, Larry? I was at 250 to 181 right now. Nice, nice. Congratulations. So I don't mind gaining a few more pounds if it means that I get a little more bulked up and a little more cut up. So now... With a bad back and all, I have made a decision that for the new year, since I have fired 2020, that for 2021, I'm going to work on the six-pack. I really, I don't need to be huge. That's great. I want a six-pack. I want to be able to sign off the show and take off the shirt and people go, damn, Emilian, you look good. That was great you said that. Again, shout out to Primal Nutrition. (laughs) I'll put you down with them after the show because six-pack has very little to do with exercise and a lot to do with how you eat. Okay, then it's time. I yeah. Don't leave here without giving. Because you you could you could do your crunches every day, but if you're eating trash, you're not you're not gonna get a six pack. That's a hundred percent. And more- that's and that's me who I've worked out my whole entire life. I could I I do crunches every day, but if I'm eating McDonald's and drinking shakes, or let's say not McDonald's, just not eating what you're supposed to be eating, uh, you're not gonna get a six pack. 100%. You have to admit, Frank, I've done better in the eating department. I yeah. cook for. They myself. say abs I are made in the kitchen. That's exactly Look what. Look at that! I didn't goes. know that. I've never even heard that saying, yeah. Frank. <laughs> You need to eat your vegetables. Don't forget about. Why that. are you starting with the vegetables? I didn't ask your opinion, here, young lady. Larry, I'm more likely. I'm more likely to actually run my marathon than you get a six pack. The only six pack you're going to be that. getting is hey, a pub. Hey, oh. let me know when you do the marathon because I'm. Well, I listen. I, I I'm seriously. I've been considering that for a couple of years. 
I don't know about a full marathon right now, but I would love to do at least a half marathon. Okay. You'll, run, you'll run with me? I, I, I'll I run. promise you. Oh, I swear. Dude, I'm, I'm, in, I'm gonna go home and hey, run today. I'm, I'm gonna run. go train. I'm if gonna go train. It, they, are, are you really doing that? Or are you, or you're, 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 I said it last year on the show. But when, I like running. I enjoy running. Right. Okay. So I said it last year on the show that I would do it. 2020 happened, obviously, and yeah. I think they canceled the marathon right. for January. Yeah. But if I take it serious for January 2022 and they do the next marathon, I will be ready to go. Dude, if he does Brother, a half, I, I'll I, do a half. That's yeah. the Miami, though. And that's the Miami one. We can find another marathon if you want. Yeah, no. I, I mean, listen, I, I I would do it anywhere. I That's been on my mind for at least, no lie, probably about two years. You know, and, and I run every day. I run every day. I run a minimum a minimum of three miles a day, every day. Um but I, I, but I know you know a half marathon is thirteen point one. Thirteen point one. That's a lot. That's ten more miles than I'm usually <laughs> running. You know what I mean? We can that's do a lot. it. But but I want to try it. I want to try it. You know what I mean? And and I, uh, listen, I, I don't want to sell myself short. You know? We can do this. I won't start as fast. I, I won't end as fast as I started. But I definitely want to gonna do it. You know? I, and I, I don't quit on anything. You so. said you I'm, wanted to do this. I, right? I do. But and I'm I not in fun of you. But I'm willing to do this. I'm the only one that's run 13 miles out of the three of us. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I actually run 13. I know you have. 13 well, and a half. Actually. I told him to give me some time because if Yuli's down the run with me, I actually want to keep up with Yuli. So I, I don't want Yuli to all of a sudden disappear exactly. the distance and lo dejo yes. solo. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind if I finish way behind. I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll, I'm going to start with you guys. I'm going to run a do it. I'll, I'll hit that, 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 that 4.5, 5.0 on the, on the treadmill, you know what I mean? And keep that pace going throughout the whole thing. We could do it. But I'm a little angry at you, Frank. Why? So you watched the transformation happen, and you don't believe that I can make a six-pack happen after I made 69 pounds disappear? That's a tough task, That's a shout-out to Gronkowski, by the way. That's a tough, <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough task. I got 69 touchdowns. No, let me, let me tell you. Uh, you'll be surprised. I, I, honestly, honestly, uh, if, you, if you eat right for, I'd say from... Eight to twelve weeks, eight to twelve weeks, which is two to three months, which is nothing. You know what I mean? I have a feeling though that this isn't the eat right that that we used to hear on the show earlier. No, like, hey. like I don't have to eat quinoa and like what do you eat that's right or wrong? I'm curious. No, no. Well, well again, and, I'm a protein and, guy. Again, and I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not trying to sell it. These guys really help me out. Primal Nutrition makes it very easy. The food I've I've tried every food place in Miami. Uh, meal prep and everything. They're meal prep. That's what it is. Oh my it's god! It's meal prep. They Man. send it to your. They, they send it to oh. your house. I've tried meal preps all through Miami. I've tried oh, 10 man. to 15 of them, especially during my fight career. A lot of people sponsor me. And not to take nothing from nobody. They're, they've all been nice and great, but Primal Nutrition has the best food, best calorie count, best everything. I made my weight for this fight, and I was at the weigh-in eating when no fighter does that. Everybody's starving themselves, <laughs> dehydrating themselves. I'm there eating my food because I got on point, and, you know, I stuck to it. That, that That's... That's where the that's where the hard part comes is the discipline of sticking to it. Where ten o'clock at night you're like, oh, I'm a little hungry. That's tough. It is. You gotta have to go back gotta, to almonds, Frank, because it's yeah. getting tougher. I'm, you I'm gotta, getting night, night munchies yeah, again. Yeah, Sorry. You, yeah, you gotta go to sleep or drink a. You know what helps water. too? You know what? Yeah, water. Water's huge. I drink at Late least night water, a amazing. minimum of a gallon of water a day, and that that helps with the six pack too. Cause you know you drink a lot of oh, water, yeah. keeps your metabolism going. And, uh, and, you know, six-pack comes with metabolism. The meal, the meal prep thing, it's amazing. Nicole, they're going to put vegetables in there, and I'm much more likely to try whatever's served in there because I know that's my meal. Like, I won't pick and flick. If that's what I got and I just have to pay for it, like, you know I'm no, going to yeah. eat it and try it. It's, yeah. it's about it's good time. Food. It's You're a good grown food. man and you it's don't eat food. vegetables. It's about time. She, she gives me a hard time because she says I'm a grown man. I don't know if you can hear this. Right? Yeah, yeah, I can hear. I can All hear, right, yeah. she says I'm a grown man I don't eat vegetables. I, it's not that I don't eat vegetables. I eat asparagus, the only green vegetable I enjoy. Well, that's good for the diet. Yeah. Yes, and, and I like tomatoes, but I'm not allowed to eat them because of the issues I have with my gallbladder. But 
I have potatoes. Who told you that lie that I don't eat vegetables, Nicole? You eat spinach? You did. I don't what eat broccoli. I don't eat spinach. Eat? Really? Uh, I don't touch you don't spinach. You don't like green Will, will you or you just... Uh, I will. No, right now, after this conversation, I want to... Listen, yeah. all kidding aside, and no, my, son, my son's yeah. my witness. My son's in there. Like, I'm not a picky eater. I've done a lot better in recent years, but if I do this, I'm serious. I want... It's not a vanity thing. It's an no, accomplishment thing. You're going to put on the big boy pants and start eating your vegetables. You're going to go no, break I don't want to wear the big boy pants. I'm thinking, by spring, I'm thinking by spring break, you have a six-pack. Frank, I'm trying you right now, dog. <laughs> you see, you, you, got me, you got me mad, bro. I'll believe it when I see it. Wait, when is, uh, hey, Frank, you got my number. Check on dates for a half marathons, brother, and let's start working one before summer, bro. I will. I'm down. Oh, All right. That's I'm awesome. down. That's like awesome. That, huh? That's awesome. That's awesome because now you gave me some motivation. I look for something to look forward to. You know what I mean? I love that. Put some good music. I put Tony Robbins in my ear and my oh. headphones or and a little good music and I'll hit those 13 miles, brother. You see that? <laughs> so down, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just as down as you are. Joined in studio by Yuli Diaz. Yuli Monster Diaz as we're talking so many different things, good things. We're talking about the fight game. We're talking about running marathons even around here, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh shout out to a couple people on our live. Amanda, uh yes, Amanda. Shout out to you. That's my daughter, by the way. I don't know what she's doing on there. But a couple of other shout-outs. Holiday Vargas in the house. He says, I'm a Hall of Famer for a reason. I don't know if you know this. I'm in the Flag Football Hall of Fame. That's Are a, you? Yes, that's a non-contact sport, guys. Like, that's different, all right? <laughs> but, but, yes, if you set your mind to something you can achieve it, Janine, I will give it a try. Uh, you and my daughter. Look at Mr. Pink. Holy mackerel. Mr. Pink is a former producer of mine, Frank. Mr. Rosado himself. Shout-out to you, Rosie. Love that guy, even though he's a Gator fan. But that's all right. I, I forgive him. I can do it is what they're saying. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do it or not, Frank. You think I can do it? I can do the run. I think I, you can. Can I do the six-pack? I, I think you can do the run. I don't think you can do the six-pack. Why don't you think I can do the six-pack? I six just pack? don't see it. Why? I don't know. He just said it's about the kitchen, not the workout. So I don't have to worry as much about sit-ups and crunches as it is what I eat. You don't think? I'm good at the intermittent fasting. Do you fast or do you eat like five meals a day? Uh, well, no, I do the fasting. After 8 p.m., I don't eat. I wake up in the morning. I do fasted cardio. And then... Uh, and then I, I yeah, cardio. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that that sounds go, nice. Run about a mile or two with nothing in your stomach. You'll definitely shed some pounds. And then I eat oatmeal in the morning. That's my thing. Shout out to Quaker, man. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I... Uh, I'm gonna, you, you, you've motivated me, Frank. The way I motivated you for your little marathon, you talked a lot of crap. You didn't train for anything. So you ready to train for real, Frank, or are you just going to talk a good game? I'm telling you, I trained, but then the whole 2020 happened, so everybody got lazy. I ended up getting the Peloton. Remember, I was on the Peloton for like a solid six weeks. I lost a good 35 pounds, but then again, I got— You've was, lost 35. I lost 35 pounds. Nice. nice and I was right. able to keep it off and everything, so yeah, I've lost, the, I've lost it. Yeah, I lost all that weight, Yuli, and then I hadn't even changed my clothes. So these kids were laughing at me, and I would wonder. I'd walk by, and they'd laugh, and I'd be like, why are they laughing? I couldn't figure it out. And then the other day, I had to change to go get some therapy on my back or whatever, and I was in shorts and sneakers, and one of my students says, wow, mister, you're, you're so skinny. I didn't know you were that skinny. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. what do you mean you don't know? You see me every day. That's awesome. Uh, with those parachute pants you wear every day. <laughs> I went home, and in a matter of two or three days, Frank, was I think I counted it was like 60 pieces of clothing. I had already done a purge. But it was one of those purges that I wasn't sure I was going to keep the weight off. I got rid of everything. I was a 40 waist. I'm a that's, 33 waist. That's crazy. 
So if I if I reduced the girth, Frank, who's to say that I can't get a six pack? You definitely could. It's a hundred percent. I have a great friend of mine, great friend of mine. Shout out to JP. He's from Little Havana originally. Um, JP was. Uh, we went on a cruise, right? And uh, he, we took some pictures on a cruise. He was about three hundred pounds. Oh, yeah, bye. He came back. He saw himself. He's like, I can't do this. He started running and running and running and running. And right now, JP has a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Listen, you. if JP I can get a six pack, I can no, get yeah. it too, man. Yeah. Come eating, on, Frank. Eat, eating right, you know, being disciplined. You know, like anything else, it takes discipline. It takes discipline to be here every morning, Larry. You know, you know what it is. You know, it just 100%. you gotta apply this same discipline to that. That's true. Frank, I, I got a national radio show, and they said I couldn't. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Why can't exactly. I do this? Exactly. I can do this. I weighed 250. I said, I'm going to lose this weight. And he goes, yeah, right, whatever. Lost the weight. Now you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna play defense against my next dream, really? Well, you know what? If the motivation to you is hearing that somebody tells you you can't do it, then I'm going to tell you every morning, every afternoon, That's and true. every night that your ass can't do That's it. That's true. That's true. And, and Larry, you're not, you're, not, you're not one of those guys that get demotivated when people tell you you can't do it. You, <laughs> you get motivated. That's like me. Just look at talking? my career, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, man. Look at my life. I know my brother, <laughs> so I know what I have to say. If I tell you, yeah, bro, you can do it, you're going to get lazy. You'll be like, ah, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Ah, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Before you know it, you don't do it. So you know what? Your ass can't do it. You're going to do it like that, huh? Like that. Use you're that as motivation. Like that, huh? That's how little brother's going to do it? You know how I'm a savage like that, bro. I don't care. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break. How much can you hang out or you got to get out of here? You, no, brother, you can, I got, stand, you I can chill with the man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like having him here. We're having a good time. This is just relaxed conversation. The students love having him. I think they may have some questions for you. But I, I want to take a student poll when we come back from break. Can I achieve the six-pack, young Padiwans? You guys known me as long as anyone, except you, Mr. Frazier, but I'll let you vote too. You guys have known me for years. You know my tenacity. Can I get that six-pack? When we come back from break... I don't want to talk about my six-pack. I want to talk Bro. about this man right here. <laughs> Yuli Monster Diaz, who's really been a motivation to so many people, and admittedly to me as well, to see you know, that we can overcome just about anything in life as long as we put our mind to it. And no excuses, uh, no prisoners, and just, just take that attack strategy and, and, and applying it to your own life, bettering yourself, and by bettering that universe of one that I like to talk about so much, Frank, it's a concept I say. If people worried about taking care of themselves and making themselves the best version of themselves, no a lot of the stuff in the world would fall into place. Absolutely. We worry about too much about other people. Worry about you first. Yep. Get your imperfect self as perfect as possible, and you'd be surprised how everything would fall into place. And, yes, sir. And that means being good to people, being nice to people, being helpful to people uh, in any way, shape, or form. That's what we like to promote here on Slam Radio. That's what we do here on Slam Radio. I agree. All right, so, uh, Frank, I know it's a little bit early, but we went long, so we're going to break, come back right at the top of the hour. More of the man, the myth, the legend, Yuli Diaz, Yuli Monster, as he joins us here in studio. Good morning, amigo, right here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. We'll be back. Bro. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. I want to give a shout-out to The weekend. Straight up, I'm giving him a like. Remember, I didn't like him much, Frank. You remember that? Like, yeah, he's all right. Guy's got my utmost at this point. The weekend. Yeah, he's got my total respect at this point because he's handling this like a champ, and I think he should have gotten nominations. And you know, the only way to really make a statement about that, I don't know if you agree with me, Lucas. Some of you young potty ones, like by not watching the Grammys. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the solution to the problem? Like, I know the weekend, at the end of the day, there's bigger problems in the world this year. But 
I think it's a smart move to not watch them if you feel that strongly about it. I think boycotting is a strong... We learned that in 2020, didn't we? That if you boycott something, you can make a real impact. So I became aware of something over the weekend, and uh, I'll make it brief. Frank, are you aware of the dilemma Dave Chappelle has with his Chappelle show? Something about him not getting paid or something? So what's going on is when Chappelle said he was going to do SNL this year, like he did back in 16, the announcement was made, and the streaming services take advantage of the notion that his name is in lights. So two weeks ago, Yuli knocked some guy out in three seconds, right? And so then we had him in an interview. He went out with Armando on a podcast, but you were all over the place. Like, you did interviews everywhere, right? Sure. You become a wanted commodity. So by virtue of this, Chappelle became a trending topic. And because of that trending topic, you can correct me if I'm wrong in a second, Lucas, other streaming services started streaming the Chappelle show. The thing is, he doesn't get paid on it when it streams because of the contract he signed with Comedy Central many moons ago. So he has gone to his fans and asked them to please not stream it anymore. Lucky for me, I have all the seasons. On like on, It's on Netflix. So I, well, Netflix is the one group that okay. he mentioned he didn't like that what was going on and what they were doing. And Netflix, to not upset him, immediately took it off. Well, so they have his other stuff because he has a contract with them. And, he, and you know, he used some bad words, but he basically said, this is why I mess with Netflix, because they respect me. Because just because they felt that my feelings were hurt and I didn't think like I was being treated right, they didn't ask any questions. They pulled it, unlike everybody else. I didn't, so I didn't hear that was it's happening. An, yeah, it's an 18-minute video. I invite you all to look at it. I think it's on his Instagram, on Dave Chappelle's Instagram. And he is begging everybody to boycott the Chappelle show. And then he wants to sit down with Comedy Central and goes, I'm taking my show back. You want to? You want this? You got to pay me. And I think it's the right thing to do. Now, Lucas, I know you were interject. Did I get part of that story wrong? I was just gonna like mention or kind of correct. It wasn't like that big of a deal, but because you're saying that because of him hosting SNL, he became a trending topic. But he's always like a. Well, he's topic. always trending. Okay, That's so what I was all just right. Look, say. It was he's my favorite act. Uh, not favorite. He's my favorite comedian. comedian. I apologize. Me too. And by far, it's by leaps and bounds. He's got everybody beat. Nobody makes me laugh more than that guy. Sure. The way he makes me laugh. I love the fact that he got the Mark Twain Award for the Kennedy Center. That, that it was, was well-deserved. Awesome. And when learning his story, he attributes all his success to his mom. He was doing stand-up at 14, Yuli. And mom would work a full day of work, feed him, and then take him to the comedy club and sit there while he did his stand-up. You need to watch the 18 minutes of Unforgiven. Because did you ever see his Dave Letterman interview? I saw it. His Dave Letterman interview was amazing. It was amazing. So, it was it was great. amazing. It was so what we've learned about Chappelle is that the guy has been through a bunch of stuff. He's very intelligent. And he's a little bit smarter than we thought. Yeah, absolutely. He's got that smart sting on fleek. <laughs> I knew he was a genius. Like from I didn't know he was a genius. I, I knew, knew he I was. knew he was a comedic genius. But I had no idea his intellect soared the way it did. Yeah. And his way of looking at things is so real. I invite you, I didn't mean to go off topic here, we'll get back on, uh, but I invite you to take those 18 minutes of your life and watch. I what, what's that on, on Instagram? It's on his Instagram. Okay. I had to actually plug my phone into the TV so we could watch it. Uh, and it's called Unforgiven. He, about a week ago, he came out with it and it's in the middle of it. And he's basically asking, if you love me, if you care about me, if you liked me for a minute in your life, do me a favor, don't watch it. Don't watch it. I don't want you to stream it. I don't want you to watch it. I'm taking my show back. Because he wants to do another version of this. But he wants to use the name. Everything's in a name. 
Like, I'm not giving this up. I don't even like this name, the amigo. I'm Larry Milian. I was born a Milian, and I'm proud. Milian's a Cuban last name, and I'm proud to be a Milian. And Milian gets lost in this amigo thing that's, to me, it's a word that gringos like to use for friend. Because us Hispanics, we don't call you, I don't call you an amigo, I call you my brother. Send me a mano. If I say amigo, it's followed by sincero, thanks to Celia. Amigo sincero. Amigos are a dime a dozen. Amigo sincero, those are few and far between. So I actually don't like this name. I have to stick with it because it's how I'm known. I'm known as this guy. It's tough. Tough to walk away from that. So Chappelle doesn't want to walk away from that. That would be like asking you, you're not the monster anymore. Say what? Yeah. You're a monster. You know what I mean? So back to the topic of getting in shape, young potty ones. You know me. Do I have the perseverance to come away with a six-pack? I think you have it in you. What's that, Mario? I would take the same stance as Frank. I said I think you have it in you. Like, I, Right now, I think it's unlikely, but <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, you losing all that weight, I thought it was unlikely too. So I think you could put your mind to it. You could definitely do it. You were there the day I said I was going to lose the weight. At 250, I told my class one day, and I don't know if you were there or not. I'm, I'm saying it kidding around. I had many classes. You might have been in the class. I said, guys, take a look. It's the last time you'll ever see me this big. It was the day I decided I wasn't doing it anymore. I was having a hard time breathing. Like, I, I couldn't go upstairs at Slam. I used to always have to take an elevator. The first thing I did was I got no elevators on. So I spent literally like eight months just going up and down stairs. That, awesome. that helped. And that helped me a lot, you know. Um, my son says he thinks I can do it. Who thinks I'm going to fail epically at this, Nicole? <laughs> Me! Thank you, Frank. I, I can always count on your support on this. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you find yourself trying things that you hadn't tried before? Because at the end of the day, you're in great physical shape. So I, I get a feeling even if you went off the wagon, you'd still be in great shape. But there's a difference between being in great shape and being in shape to fight, right? So you have to be at the top of your game. Um, did you have to change some of your eating habits? Like, did you do some things wrong and realize that you thought they were right, but they were wrong? Absolutely. And the thing about being in shape is that you can be in shape physically, but I need to, me, as I, I'm, this is me personally, I need to be in shape mentally, you know? And when I eat wrong and when I don't do the things I'm supposed to be doing, it takes me out of play. And and it, it, it it's a downward spiral for me. So I need to be in, in constant mental shape and in constant physical shape. And... Uh, Back to the eating part, yes, my, my girlfriend, she was part of the, the IFBB circuit. She, she did a figure, and she was part with the bodybuilding and all that. And so she's great with nutrition. So I'm blessed to have her at the house. And, and she's got your back. If you're, she's got if my back. slipping yeah, or failing, I exactly. want to Me and her are both on, on the meal plan that I told you about, primal nutrition. So she, you know, she looks at it. She's like, oh, this is perfect. You know what I mean? You, this, this is great for, like, losing weight and, and staying in shape and that's a huge part of my career. Huge part of my career is, you know, getting good rest, getting good food, and and maintaining my, you know, my cardio. So I'm going to convince myself, Frank, that having a six-pack is good for my diaphragm because yeah. it'll work on my voice. I got to make it something tied into work. You right? know what it's great for? I mean, this, it could tell, you could tie this into work. It's great for your self-esteem. So you, your, your self-esteem is up. Your character's up. You're happy. People want to be around you. People want to hear your voice, you know? Am I allowed to peel the curtain back a little bit? I do this once in a while? Go ahead. Absolutely. Self-esteem was on the floor two years ago, man. It was bad. Yeah. When I tell you that you're an inspiration on so many levels, it's, you inspired me on, on different levels to continue on a path that's been a positive journey for me. Um, Thank you for that. And, and, and But the losing of the weight is something that 
I was worried about keeping it off. Like, I wasn't as concerned. I told Frank, I'm going to lose this weight. I was much more worried about keeping the weight off as evident by my story of the clothes. Like, I, I kept clothes that were six sizes too big for two years because I always believed in the back of my head that I would slip up and screw it up and get back to being fat. And it was only recently that I realized, and I had enough self-esteem to tell myself, man, maybe, maybe I am doing this. Like, I, I even tried to mess this up a little bit, my son can tell you, during the quarantine. Like, I... And I'm still here, and I'm still, in fact, I've actually shredded a few more pounds in recent months. Like, I don't. So I had to start believing in myself to, to actually take the step and take the clothes and out with the old. And even if it's, like, it's not a big deal. I didn't go out and spend. Like, I just you know, I went to JCPenney and got bargains. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I needed to wear something that fit rather than something that made me look like the sad clown. Right. And I think, I don't know, I've ever said this to our students before. I was a sad clown. So when you say self-esteem, Yuli, um, I don't think two years ago if we were to talk about six-pack that I would have even engaged in the conversation because my self-esteem wasn't in a place where I felt that maybe I could pull it off. I would have never talked about running any sort of half marathon or marathon because I knew in my mind that physically yeah. I probably couldn't run a 1,000 yards. You know, people see us, especially you more because you're in front of the, the cameras and, the, and, and you know your voice behind here every day. People assume that we're happy at all times you know what i mean and we Sad have to clown. put you, yeah you got to put on that, that that character at all times you know and 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 for me i i don't give anybody a sob story or a pity trip or nothing like that's so why I, I put on that trip sometimes to that face sometimes too but um they I never know, know it they I, they're clue like this is the first right. time i've ever said anything like this in right. four years it's like right. and people and, and the people who care about you you don't want them to know that you're down or nothing like that so you know when you do things like this like me for example it's it's been and Everybody has their days, you know what I mean? But it's been a long time since I've been feeling... I, I want to say it's been maybe six months since the last time I can remember kind of feeling down on myself because I was doing I was doing something at that point where, where I was doing great. I was doing my boxing. I was training, but I was adding maybe a little drinking or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I noticed that was getting me down, you know what I mean? And that's just me. Again, that's not, this is me on a personal level. Mm -hmm. You know, it was getting me down. I, I cut that completely out. My self-esteem has gone through the roof. You know what I mean? And not on, a, not on, a, not on any cockiness. You know what I mean? Just, just like, just happiness. Just ha happiness. And I spread the happiness when I'm happy. I spread the happiness around others, that people around me. And it's, uh, it's. I think it's a huge thing, man. It's a huge thing to, to feel good about yourself. And we, if you, feel, if you feel good about yourself, you spread that to others around you. You know, and people want to start. People see you lose from 250 to 180, Larry, and they want to do the same thing. You know, they're like. It's in a funny way. They're like, if Larry could do it, I gotta try this. You know, that's the one thing. That's and, a motivating thing. And those are people that tell you, and there's a lot of people that don't tell you that are actually looking at you and 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 taking, you know, and following your lead. I have a student. Um, I'm not gonna say his name. He knows who he is. You fact, you just saw him. He was here. Um, over the quarantine, he gained some weight, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he's one of these kids that I've taken under the wing. Um, one of those kids that Armando told me to be real with, and I was. Um, I had to be real with him and tell him what happened. I had to have the tough conversation and tell him, how did you allow this to happen? It stops today, and I started telling him, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. He walks around with a thing of water. He's already dropped 20 pounds. Awesome. Right? And he continues to say, I know that you did it, so I know I can do it because right. you did it. And to hear him say that to me, to send me a Thanksgiving message, say I'm thankful for you as my second dad. You inspire me to do so many things, even when awesome. I mess up. Like, 
That's part of this that I never counted on. I never thought that the journey would involve making you guys happy. That never crossed my mind. And once that became a reality to me, um, how do I put this? It changed my life. Right. It really, the journey home, really hit home. You know, yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of years in that game, Yuli, and I had some success. And I will tell them till I'm blue in the face. When I became national, I couldn't do it without them. I had to go with them. So they are my stars. They are my my guiding light. They are my guardian angels. They all are, and they it, know it. It's awesome when you see you have an impact on people like that because, you know, it's you can't do anything unless you want to do it. Because I can tell you a million times, Larry, do this to get a six-pack. Larry, do this to get a six-pack. Larry, do this. And until you want to do it, you're, you're not going to see the six-pack. So it's it's awesome when you have an impact, when you can say things and you have an impact on people that you, you, you know, you, you change their mind. Because I've been in I've been in bad places in my life. I've been depressed. You know, I've I've done bad things in my life. And uh, people always told me, oh, man, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And, and, and I never listened to him until the day I said, I need to change my, my, I need to change myself, you know. I need to change. I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I'm not happy with the way I'm living. And uh, that's what made, you know, that's what created the monster. <laughs> and the monster is alive. I love how you say fighting saved your life. <laughs> yes, sir. Slam radio saved my life. Awesome. I will tell you that it was um, not the journey you lived, right? So I would never minimize what you've been through, which is why you inspire me. But I've recognized what was going on and what is going on and the, the huge difference. Um, and I thank I don't, I don't thank my, my lucky stars. I don't thank my angels. I thank God. Uh, I thank my guardian angel. And I thank every person in this building and part of the SLAM Foundation that believed in me. Yesterday, Senator Garcia, Eliana Garcia, newly elected Senator Eliana Garcia, came through the studio and was talking to us. And Frank, you were there to witness this. This was, in four years, one of the most humbling things. I didn't even know how to act. I put my head down and I took two steps back. And I didn't, like I wanted to hide because I'd never been more embarrassed about being recognized. And my principal was there, and Millie Sanchez was there. You know Millie very well. Yeah. And these are people who are my bosses. And in front of the senator and in front of people who were like dig dignified people, you, she starts talking about how lucky they were in finding me. Because awesome. the biggest problem they ever had is they put someone in here, and this was a bridge to their next gig. And when they met me, they got a sense that this was going to be my gig. And when I met the kids, I told them, I said, you better never let me go. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. These kids need us. I, and I bought into our mission at SLAM. You deliver a lot of what our message at SLAM is. And that's why I enjoy having you on the air. Um, I think our students think the world of you. And you see how they react to you. Um, in your lifetime, through all the trials and tribulations, did you ever think you had it in you to move a mountain like that? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think I ever... like. I didn't think I was going to have kids. I have two. I used to like other people's kids. I didn't like kids in general. As long as it belonged to someone else, you <laughs> changed the diaper, you dealt with their screaming and their temper tantrum, I was good with it. As the eternal godfather and uncle, I never wanted to be a parent. I became a parent. And I'm so proud of my kids. You know, but when they told me, I got to teach, and that was the one thing Millie told the senator, the moment when I realized I had to teach and how I got. And she went to deliver this, this humbling mess. I didn't know... I. I wanted to walk out of the room, literally. Frank, did you notice? I, I did. I felt. I. I, I thought you were going to turn into a little ball in the I corner. I did over there. not <laughs> want to be there when they were saying that because I'm not used to that. 
I ask you, like, in that journey, did you ever think that that would be your impact? Because your impact's strong. Forget about knocking a guy out. You're a tough guy. We know all that. I'm talking about something different, what you mean to us in this community, what you mean to South Florida. Did you ever imagine that would be your kind of impact on kids and adults alike? I, 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 I never really, I can't say I did. I can't say I imagined it the way it's happening. I always, like you said, you know, I've always been good to people. I've always uh, definitely had it in my mind that I want to make an impact. How, I, I had no idea. Um, when, I had no idea. But um, not, 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 in this, not in this capacity, not the way it's happening. You know, and it's, it's, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but I'm very spiritual and I believe in God too. And it's, it's been a blessing. It's amazing. Like I tell people, those three seconds have really, really changed and impacted my life beyond measure uh, in a great way. But you were doing great things before those three seconds. Absolutely. Let's, let's keep it real. No, you absolutely. No, I, I'm, and I, no, and I'm getting to that. They've, they've changed my, there was a lot of hard work put behind that. There's a lot of, you know, great things done behind that, a lot of big talks behind that. But those three seconds, you know, in a sense, uh, it, it it brought all that hard work and all that to light. Now I'm able to talk now, and now instead of just me saying like, "Man, I work hard and I do this and I do that," now I have something that that spotlights that hard work, and that's that was those three seconds in that fight. It allows me to bring up the hard work that I put behind that, you know. But you know, did I did I had did I know I was gonna have the certain impact? Like, did did I would I ever think that I would you know? have an impact on you i would never th i've never thought you would have never thought i i i divulged that to you recently and it's because dude i've i've had some struggles here like so frank i don't i can't even believe we're having this show right now but this i was told this studio would take seven weeks to build it took eight months to build <laughs> i ended up being rushed to a hospital with heart attack symptoms Whoa. um and i almost quit twice because i was going crazy it, i I couldn't stay calm enough to deal with what I was dealing with on a daily basis. And I got to a point where I asked myself, did I bite more than I could chew? Um, the day after tomorrow is our two-year anniversary here at Slam Radio. No, yes, the day after tomorrow. Thursday is two years, um, which is amazing since we flicked Absolutely. on the switch and made history. And once we did that, some stuff changed. But there were still tribulations, having classes with 38 students. You, you know, you can't function in a space. I couldn't do my job right. There were many times I would go home and say, did I really make the right decision? And then it's them. And I see them. And there was a moment with you where I was going through something. And you went. You went to the martial arts gym. And there were about 20 kids with you. And I saw how they reacted to you. I don't even think Frank knows. I, I've on several occasions said, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Like, I don't give up easily. But before it was ever Radio Row and Good Morning America, there was a lot of bumps in the road. People like Lucas, a lot of people in this, in this Zoom can tell you, Frank can tell you. Um, and to be able to get past it and to experience what we experienced in January and February here, was humbling to me. But the bumps along the way, they weren't easy. Um, they were difficult. And there were times where my spirit was worn down and I felt like maybe I wanted to give up. And ironically, it would be the kids that would get my spirits up. Something stupid, I'd come into work and I'd be quiet. 
and somebody would come through and make a statement. And they didn't realize what they said, but they said something. And it was usually a teenager. It was never an adult. Um, and I realized that. But the day I saw you with those kids, and you were sparring with them, and they ran and they hugged you. And I had met you recently, but I knew you for a few months already. And I knew your story, and I realized what you were and what you had come to do there. And to see the smile on your face and how you were enjoying yourself, it took me to what I was doing. And I said, I need to learn to appreciate a little more and not depreciate. And by depreciate, meaning complain about stuff that's not going right. We all have problems in our lives. If it's not a challenge, it ain't worth the sacrifice to begin with. And we know that. So I was questioning myself in a moment. that That's because I had low self-esteem. I was insecure. And quite frankly, you motivated me when I saw that. And I have forever followed you. I took my son ringside one night to see you fight because I believe in you. And I don't know if you realize that you have that effect on people. Uh, people believe in you because, not just because of your story, because you're real and you show it and you're not afraid of showing who you are. Um, to me, it was a huge inspiration to see you with those kids. And I'm not sure I've ever looked back. We all have our moments. This pandemic has sucked. And my biggest complaint was Frank laughed at me. I said one night, I think it was probably May or June at one point, I looked at Frank and I said, what I would do to have that first period class of 35 kids in here right now. And he just started cracking up. Like we were in the middle of pandemic. Nobody was going anywhere. And I'm talking about wanting 35 kids in here. Just bumping around and screaming and making. Because it's already who I am. A break like last week, Yuli, it sucks for me. It's good. I get to spend time with the family. By Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm wondering about them. Something changed. And I'm good with it. I'm really good with it. There's people in this industry that badmouth me, have badmouthed me, and they go to work every day in a cutthroat you know, environment, and they don't move the needle with anybody that's worth a damn. I move the needle with the youth of America. So I feel like I'm doing some good. Well, all these people are just working. I don't knock their hustle. I don't get between a man and his meal. But certainly, it took me a long time to have the self-esteem and the belief system in myself to know that what I was doing was good, not bad. And that was all part of that journey. And you, sir, your story, well, you even knowing you, you just know me as your brother, your friend, you love to see me, you see me always in positive, and you had no idea that you motivated me in that way. Um, and I don't think you have any idea how many more people you motivate. I have a feeling Ashley knows this. I think everybody in your life knows this. I know, I know Armando knows it. You're very, uh, you're very inspirational to a lot of people. There are a lot of these young adults that go through things, and they need figures like you to understand that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I feel like you felt yesterday I'm humbled right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say, brother. Thank no, you. Bro, thank I, you. I really thank feel you. about you. I mean, I feel the same way about Armando. I think what Pitt has done is amazing. Absolutely. And look, I, I'll share Pitt did a parade in January here where he rode in a car and he had just been recently criticized for something in the press or something. And five old folks at Little Havana were screaming and shouting. And one of our students, one of the kids that I mentor, one of the kids here in Little Havana who's had a tough upbringing. It's not been easy. I'm going to say his name. My students know who he is. He's had a tough upbringing. But he comes every day, three times a day, for four years, Julie, to come see me. He'll get in trouble in another class just to come see me. It's not for skipping. Yeah. He needs to come see me. He needs that reinforcement. I have done something. I moved the needle with him. And as much as I did that, That's awesome. that January day, Pitt's in this caravan of cars, and it's a parade, 
And I don't know how it happened, but he gets to sit next to Pitt on his caravan. Pitt grabs some kids from Slam. He goes, hey, I want you to come here. And Armando spends an hour and 15 minutes. I know the time because the kids told me the story. Talking to him about the things around. He made fun of the people that were making, you know, screaming at him. Then he talked to him about things about life, pieces of advice that he's given me. Like, was life that kid moment. has made a 180-degree turn. Comes here three times a day still. Life-changing But he moment. is, he went from being five Fs and a D to the kids getting Bs and Cs. And he says, I know now what I want to do. I want to get out of here. I don't know if college is for me. I don't know if college will be for you. You'll go to Miami-Dade, and you'll do it little by little. You won't get, but we're talking about a kid that's top a deal. And he's not a deal anymore. And the one thing he'll tell you is, I, I never, he said, Milian, you never gave up on me. That's why I love you so much. I'm not used to that. Like, that's not something that, but along the way, it's people like you and people like Armando that have inspired me to see that we can move the needle with them. And I don't know if anybody, let's talk about your knockouts, talk about you and your great guy, but I'm not sure anybody's taking the time to tell you your value and your worth to so many people in our community. I, I think our students might agree um, wholeheartedly with this. But more importantly, I, I, I feel as if you needed to know that. Uh, Frank, we've talked about it here in studio many times, um, but I don't think I've ever shared that story with you. And certainly, um, I, I, I feel blessed to have you as a friend, man. Thank and you. I wanted to tell you that personally, you know, the self-esteem thing, you're right. It plays a big role in who you are. Um, the sad clown I was, I had to play this role for them. And I didn't want to play the role, but I didn't want them to see me sad. So it's easier to not be sad these days. Um, but know that everything, the things that you say, the things that you do, and your journey inspires many, including this guy right here. Thank you so much, brother. Thank Frank, you. we're going to go to break. We'll come back. I know the students are soon to leave, but I think we have Yuli for at least one more segment, or he's got to grind out. Yeah, I got to I gotta, I gotta get to training. All right, so he's got to go to training. So I got to get to training uh, to, 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 you know, to be able to do shows like this. Ah, there we go. Yeah, that was a long one. It was a marathon. No pun intended, right? You got any final words before you go to break? Uh, no, man. I, I, I want to I tell you, thank you so much, brother. You know, I, you are truly appreciated. Um it's it's amazing what you're doing. Uh, you've impacted me, you, uh, you know, with, with especially with everything you just said now, man. It's 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 amazing because you know we we do this because we're us and and we're trying to we're, we're just trying to make a better keep our self esteem up and keep ourselves happy. And uh, the ripple effects that that has on other people is amazing without without us knowing. You know what I mean? So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I have one last thing before you leave. Listen here, Jake Paul. <laughs> now it's my turn. You want to turn on your little your camera on me? You want to turn it on on me? You got it? You're ready to go? Good. Because this one's for Jake Paul before you say goodbye. I'm going to speak. I'm not speaking for Yuli Diaz because he's his own man and he speaks for himself. I'm speaking on behalf of the American public that watched and witnessed what you did this weekend. I would applaud you and celebrate you, except you don't deserve applause and celebration because you lack code, you lack honor, and you lack self-worth. I don't care about how many millions of views you have. I don't care how much money you make on YouTube. And I don't care if you're a legend in your own mind. The bottom line is you've taken to something, and now that road can be a little precarious. I give you an advice. You've reached the crossroads. As we talked about the crossroads earlier on the show, I remind you that in life you reach crossroads. Mr. Paul, you have reached the crossroad. Now, you can A, continue with your YouTube life and rapping and sparring with your brother Logan, and forget any idea of you being a boxer or you can come play with the big boys and all i can say to you is i will be yuli diaz hype man and i will tell you that you don't have the balls to step in the ring with yuli diaz so 
if you need to fight me to get to him, I'll take one for the team. But the bottom line is all I want is to see you and Yuli in the ring. And I think, you know what? I don't speak for myself. I don't speak for Frank. I speak for everybody who watched you beat up Nate Robinson over the weekend. It's time for you to fight someone your size. Let's get it on, Papa. I'm Let's a, go. I'm going to do you like you did Nate Robinson. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We're back here, Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Good morning, amigo. I like when you play all that music. I don't know. I think we, we're in a different spot now with this, uh, with the show, with the station. I'm just excited. It was so good to have Yuli here today, Frank. Um, you didn't know that, did you? Well, you told me yesterday you had texted me that you you ah, that no, Yuli's coming on. Uh, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. Oh no, I don't know. What do I don't know? So I have never been really afraid of showing my emotions, not on the air, not in front of the kids. Right? Oh, you were a sad clown? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just spent some time going through my old pictures. I needed to after that time that I spent with Yuli. Um, I don't want to overdramatize anything, but I, I basically let him know that he was unaware of the fact of how he continued to inspire me. I, I saw him ringside fight and and was moved to tears by watching him. There is something about him. I don't, I can't put my finger on it, right? But what a wonderful human being he is. And um, you know how I, when I get attached, when I feel like someone is in my circle of love, um, you know, it's strong. And I feel very strongly for him. And he inspired me to, to come clean today with that. Only because forever in a day, Frank, you get to be more real than I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're Frank. Mm -hmm. Like, they're allowed to call you Frank. They don't call you Mr. Fernandez. That's true. I can slice it with a nickname. I can talk a good game about how they're friends with me afterwards. And there's a lot of them that afterwards they do. But there's a lot of them who don't. The ones that stick around, the ones that really care. Those, you know, people, life happens sometimes. They don't mean any bad by it if they don't stay in touch, but. They call you by your first name. I'm a little envious of that. I always have been. And that was a big discussion, actually, like, before even starting the job. Um, but I told like, you we needed you to be the first name. Yeah. Because like, I knew I couldn't be. Because I remember being in the wharf with my wife and with Steve Posada, and we were kind of discussing it, and they were like, you can't absolutely not have them call you by your first name. You have to have I it, Mr. Fernandez. And I was always kind of like. Two teachers, we were never going to break it down here. The yin and the yang. Even though I am not a typical teacher. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not a teacher, so it's, I feel uncomfortable for them calling me Mr. Fernandez. And then when you gave me the green light for it to be Frank, then I'm like, all right, Frank, well, it I is. I felt it needed to be because, in theory, they couldn't really just call me Larry right. as their teacher. Now, there's a couple of them that get away with it, but they damn know that they're not supposed to. And it gets, and like, Bredo's cool with it, and Telechea's cool with it, and everyone's cool with it because at the end of the day, I'm not a teacher. They see me as, like, your assistant, so it works you out. You assist me on things that you don't necessarily always have to assist me on, but you're very good at doing. But your responsibilities are the station, mm -hmm. right, from a technical standpoint. That's making you the executive producer and technical director of this place. Um, if a button's pressed wrong, it's on you. Right. Something happened earlier. We had a hiccup, right? Mm -hmm. It was a kid, but it was you. But the blame comes to me, right? So it's, it's, it's understandable that those are things that, 
why we wanted you to be frank. We wanted, but I am Mr. Milian or Milian or Mr. Or some of them have the balls to call me amigo. And just to decide that Larry's okay. One's a senior, one's a junior. Yep. She's a trip because she took something I said in her class first day of school last year, Monique did, and she ran with it. And unfortunately, I misspoke, and she's the only one that called me on it. So as a man of my word, I couldn't really say, you can't do that, after I had just told her, if it were up to me, y'all would call me by my first name. And she said, Monique said, then I'm calling you Larry. And I, she beat me. Like, I lost. That's a quick draw. You lost. So I frown at her. I give her the side eye sometimes. But she'll never get castigated for calling me Larry. And then our boy Angel, but Angel's got time served. Right. And Angel Angel's goes got the, his stripes. And Angel goes the full name. Angel really? does the full government name, the Lawrence. Yes, and he has no problem going with Lawrence. And it's always in a jovial, very respectful manner. There are maybe one or two kids in this building more respectful to me than Angel is. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's years in the war, in the war room, in the trenches with those guys. But... The true admission of being a sad clown, I can't even take credit for the term. Gus did it again. Gus always strikes. That was a phenomenal term, by the way. Because as it's soon as a, you said it, it painted the picture in my head. It's, it's a term Gus used about himself. About, Gus had a very similar transformation. One of the reasons I met with him is what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. I hadn't accepted the way that I lost. Everybody tells me, and I don't want to hear about it. And I hadn't accepted the difference it was making in my life. And what gets lost in the shuffle is, because I'm a good talker, you think I am confident. In fact, I'm mistaken for being overconfident. And it's an issue that Neil Rogers had his entire career. I wish I were Neil Rogers from the standpoint of his legacy in radio. My legacy will be moving the needle with kids. So I worry a little less about if the content is perfect, and I worry a lot more about keeping the engine that could, that is this guy right here, moving forward always so that he continues to, along the way, positively, positively affect the people that he continues to positively affect, the same way Yuli does. And we don't realize that sometimes there's an invisible nature to that. There's a responsibility to that. You are a very likable person, and people come through these doors, and they love you. And as likable as I am, I'm good with everyone, even though everyone doesn't love me. Mm -hmm. You may not be good with everyone sometimes, not because you're bad, but because just you haven't had the experience I've had of being a bullshitter. But everyone loves you. I don't meet somebody that says they don't like Frank Fernandez. I've met people that don't like me. And that's fine. I'm okay with that doesn't, like, you've never seen me lose a hair off my head over the fact that someone doesn't like me. I, I poke fun at Jonathan Zaslow all the time because I don't care if he likes me or not. But it matters to me if one of these kids do. Mm -hmm. Agreed. No, it's bad, Frank. It's bad. There's a kid in one of our students, a student in one of our classes, just hasn't come out of his shell. He's about to get here. Just hasn't come out of his shell. And every time we get to the point where that class is going to meet, I ask myself, how do I do this today? Why haven't I gotten through to him? I feel like I failed. 
And then I have to remind myself that sometimes it's not the message you're trying to convey. But the message that you naturally convey by being yourself. Like Pitt told me. Be you, Larry. I had to accept recently that I've lost 70 pounds. I've said it a lot, right? But I don't think I've ever truly embraced it. I had a closet full of clothes, two to eight sizes bigger than the one I wear. On standby. Self-esteem is something. Because hmm? if I had the belief system in myself, those clothes would have been given away two years ago. Don't you think? Yeah. I didn't believe in myself. Right? That's why you kept them around. I didn't just keep them around in a box. No, you kept them around because they you, were you were ready to use the next day. Up. They were ready to be used the next day. Most of the stuff I gave away was dry cleaned, Frank, with the tickets still on it. What does that tell you? That you Dude, I went through. Yeah. I'm not going to even. I'm not trying to make this bigger than it is. I spent the last 10 days in this head Going through a lot. And there's no coincidence, one wise man told me. I don't think it's a coincidence Yuli ended up here today. And some of the things that happened prior to him being here. I, I don't find it a coincidence that we were talking about running and he looked at me saying, oh, I've been wanting to run a marathon. I was like, somebody put in my path saying, yo, let's get this done. It's five human beings tomorrow that I'm looking forward to somehow in a very brief fashion conveying my thanks to them. I'll leave them nameless. But I will be with these five people tomorrow. Some on smaller levels, some on huge levels, have affected my life positively in ways they have no idea. They all share that same thing in common. They're not completely clueless, but they have no idea the magnitude of the impact their lives have had on my life. And it's all part of it. I didn't lose this weight prior to coming to Slam. I think all of this is part of what we've done here. But the last piece to that puzzle, Frank, was I was a sad clown even after I lost the weight. Didn't believe in myself. I talked a good game, but I wasn't believing in myself. I had to believe in myself to morph this show, to play now music that I barely know, and talk topics and content that they want to talk, not the stuff I want to talk. I had to believe in myself to do it. Just like Yuli had to believe in himself when things were bad. So today was no coincidence. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm glad those clothes are gone. A lot of shirts, Frank. A lot of shirts. But it was necessary. Jorge, super necessary. 305, super necessary. For me to get rid of the old and bring in the new. I know I was born in Brooklyn. I'll never forget that. But this guy right here, he might as well be 305, born and raised. It's where I reside. It's where I live. It's where I'm from. It's who I am. So enough of this nonsense. I'm not having confidence in myself. Next step. Next stop. Six-pack. And when that happens, shirt comes flying off. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, 
guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.